Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number two hundred something. You know? <laughs> See, there you go. Keep it vague. I like it. I like it. Well, we've been recording Fast and Furious, and uh, we have a couple in the can. Actually, I think now's a good time to congratulate ourselves on a really nice run of shows through the end of the year, Neil, and into the new year. Yeah, well, I was just telling, I was just saying to Carl today because Carl and somebody else said, I think it was Jason actually said how good the last two shows have been. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, don't fucking get used to it. We don't, well, we don't. It's, it's, it, <laughs> it is funny, you know. We we knew they were kind of good. You can always tell. And, yes. and you know the thing I always say is. Which one of you puds is going to be the one that ruins our streak? Like we have, it's been a long time since we've had what I would call a bad show. I mean, interview shows are kind of all over the place. Some people have different personalities. Some people are wild. Some people are not. But that doesn't, you know what I mean? They just have a different feel to them. But it's been a long time since we've had one, a really long time since we've had one where we got done and we're like, oh, that wasn't too good. But and maybe, you know, and the listeners might think differently than that. Like sometimes me and you will think that because we didn't think the guest was interesting or it was difficult yeah. to get answers out of And then of when them. you put the songs in, it sometimes breaks It pulls it together. Too. Yeah, it can, it can pull an episode together. So even the ones where we didn't think were so good um, – you know, a photographer friend or whatever, but um, the, <laughs> why well, you got to name names, Neil? Well, I why didn't. You name names? I, we might have had many photographers on. He he's not to know that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, the final product might actually not be too bad. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just because well, me and you had personal feelings about something. You know. Well, it's funny. I haven't listened to. You know, I'm here. I don't listen to them, but I. So I listened to the Hiawatha episode, which. I didn't realize like how much production stuff you had at the end. Like, like we were kind of joking about how like our ending tags, it went from, it went from leave a little mark or went from stay free. And then it was smiley later and then leave a little mark in your heart. And now it's got like 50 (laughs) copyrighted stolen things at the end. Okay. Well, they all hang together though pretty well, don't they? I mean, geez. No, it, it works fine. And well, the other thing is, and I'm trying today to keep my microphone further away from me. So you don't have to hear my heavy breathe. <laughs> that sounds like you had a porno call with somebody. You well, that's dirty it's funny because uh, one of our friends, Doctor Disc, actually said, "Man, that was a really great episode." But at 68 minutes or something, it sounds like you're falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, no, I was just masturbating. It was fine. <laughs> just some of those Hiawatha stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking. I was sitting under the nun's desk. Oh yeah, that, that bit was weird. Dude, there was so much in that show to unpack because I listened back to it again, and I don't normally yeah. listen to the episode. I, I listen to them as I'm putting them together, but you yeah. know, just to splice songs in. I don't normally listen the whole way through, but listening to that one, dude, there was so much to unpack because I yeah. forgot stuff early on because there was so much good stuff at the end. Because the know? Ramon stuff at the end had us laughing so hard, right? Well, it made you think differently about Joey and Dee Dee, right? And I mean, I seriously think now Johnny is my favorite member of the band. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. Well, know? I would have, you know, what makes me laugh about the Hiawatha stuff, especially. So, you know, he's in the White Panthers. He was the only member of the White Panthers. And he's a very tall, very dark, I think, skinned, very, you know, just, just a, a real black looking dude. You're not going to mistake him. He's not, you know, what we call now, like, even though he is mixed race, you know, he, he's not like light brown. Right. So yeah. imagine you're some redneck. And you're like, I'm going to join these White Panthers. We're going to get rid of them Negroes in Detroit. Or I was thinking of a racist thing. Yeah, yeah. And he goes in there, goes into this ratty house. And, and, and the guy's sitting at the yeah. desk. <laughs> this big black guy. 
<laughs> I love it. It just makes me laugh. And everyone's, was, uh, and everyone's all tripped out, all fucking hippies and stuff, all tripped just, out having sex. Just stoned all the time. Yeah. It did so. It did make it seem like that, didn't it? Like, it seemed like yeah. a fun time, dude, actually. That sounded like a really fun fucking time. Well, it's funny because I think his experience is sort of, you know, I, I read Wayne Kramer's book, and I know I've talked about it. It's called The Hard Stuff. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. I recommend it to everybody. Um, but he was talking about, you know, same thing happened. He went to prison right. in the 70s, and he came out, and the punk thing was happening. But the MC5 never considered themselves punk. Of course. But yeah. they were worshipped by the punks. You know, they were they considered themselves a free jazz band. Oh, dear. Could you imagine? Neil, when's the last time you went to see a free jazz band play? Well, it would have to be free, because I wouldn't be paying to get in. That's for fucking sure. Actually, like, uh, my daughter's in the band at the school, and we they they forced the parents to be there by having all the bands play on the same night. Oh. Have to sit through everybody else's kids' bands, too. So I do watch a jazz concert again. Oh, I tell you what. When I used to have to do that uh, for Susie's kids when when they were little, and they'd have their, like, events at the <laughs> end of the year. Oh, my fucking God. Those were just, like, pulling teeth. Jesus. And anyone that has but kids anyway, and has to go to those it, things, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Jesus. But Mother it's funny. Joseph. Dude, I've been through all that stuff. You know, oh, I've, had, yeah. I've had nights where I go see my daughter sing in the choir and then I go see Anthrax at a club the same night and I'm like, my life is so weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, if they serve PBR at the high school band concerts, maybe it'd be a little easier. See, I never had to worry about that stuff with Lydia because Lydia never wanted to go out for any of that stuff. Never participated. <laughs> she, she had no interest in any of that kind of, any of those school activities or whatever. I can appreciate that because I never did either. Now, you how, know, about, how about you? Oldest, were, were, were you a participant in like high not, school stuff? Not once I got to like the end of high school. I just was my only thing I participated in was drinking and smoking and. So you being... weren't in you weren't in band or anything. No, I was in band through fifth through eighth grade, but I hated it so much. I played the French horn. <laughs> I bet you did. You See, dirty bastard. <laughs> so both my parents are musicians. I mean, not professional, but but they're both. We I grew up in a real musical family, hmm. so I had to start taking piano lessons when I was like. I don't know, six or seven or eight years old. We used to walk once a week after elementary school. We'd walk over to this old sausage-fingered woman with a giant beehive, unnaturally dark <laughs> beehive hairdo. Amazing. And uh, we took piano lessons. My sister and I, who was two years younger, um, because it was like compulsory music. Like we had to, hmm. you know, my, my family's pretty religious. Like my, my mom plays organ, like a, like the church organ, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Still? It's just, you had Still to, she you does had that? Still she does that? Yeah, she still does. Wow, crazy, dude! What do you think the average age of an organist is? Because it's about my mom's age. Dude, there, there are so many dirty jokes you can make about playing the organ, but I'll, I'll if refrain. you make a joke about my mother and tulips on her piano instead of uh, flower or roses on her organ or something, I don't know. <laughs> tulips on the organ, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> you. Oh. Anyway, uh, you want to bring up the organ joke? Good lord, <laughs> the organ grinder. But anyway, yeah, so I organ grinder. Now that's a whole different isn't now you're against racist against Italians or something. <laughs> and the monkey. Stupid paisans. Anyway. We <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, school so, stuff. So I, yeah. I hated piano lessons so much, so the only way to get out of piano lessons was to join band. Hmm. So in fifth grade I joined the book band and we were poor, right? So like if you had money you could play the saxophone or the trumpet or something. The saxophone was like a really expensive instrument. Hmm. To even rent it was like fifty bucks a month or something back in those days in the, you know, early eighties or whatever. That was a lot of money. 
so you could, or you could play one of the ghetto instruments that nobody wanted for for the you rent it from the school <laughs> for like fifteen bucks for a semester. So oh, that no. was the French horn. So I pl- I played the French horn, <laughs> and I I hated it so much, man. And I, I anytime I got kind of good at it, it never mattered because I had such a wicked crush on the girl in front of me. Was it tuba girl? No, she played French horn, dude. She was kind of like I bet a, she. Did. I bet she. She was did. like sort of a short, like oh, kind of stacked blonde. Oh, who got boobs? Who had big boobs in middle school? What was her name? And I won't. I won't. Well, her first name was Sheila, and I. I remember her Sheila. Like, like was yesterday. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sure she's you know got four kids and as big as a house now. Sheila's boobs. Let's do a song about that. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so. Uh, so the only way I could get out of band, because I hated that so much, was to agree to take guitar lessons. But my dad played guitar, so I had to take guitar lessons from my dad, and it was so horrific. <laughs> Sitting there with this, like, 1970s Vega acoustic guitar. But he, he my dad was not a rock and roll guy, so it was like, Freaking, you know, it was literally like Kumbaya and Michael Royer, Boulder Shore, and stuff like that. Oh dear, I'm like, I want to play guitar, but this is not it. But luckily, I didn't try very hard, and he didn't really have the patience, so that kind of faded away. So it made you perfect, then, perfect for punk rock then. Well, it's funny because <laughs> a couple years later, somebody showed me how to make distortion on a like, guitar amp and how to play a bar chord, and within weeks i was writing my own songs wow amazing yeah it's the it beauty is, of it's, it, a right? punk, it's a true punk rock success story except yeah. for i would never had any success well you did have some musical background though obviously with the piano and the french horn yeah, yeah, and yeah. your french horny horn and you um it's funny i even took an i took that's guitar one, i needed a like a just a general subjects class so i actually took a classical guitar class in college oh wow and i was fairly decent at that point but it's funny because I quit and now I, I can't read music anymore or anything. Like I, I don't I don't know how to read music. I read chord charts. I mean I can still fake it. Mm-hmm. I can still fake you know, and I can play guitar okay, but I can't read music. So anyway. Well that was a long Remember Neil was like, Oh, do we have anything we really need to talk about this week? Well I didn't do any of those things in school. I was not interested. Well, I played sports, that was what I, I said I you did. played soccer, right? I did. I played soccer, I played I was captain of the cricket team. Uh I was uh so I was sporty, but I didn't do I didn't go off a band or anything like that. We didn't really have band like you have it over here. It's certainly not as organized as it is here. Um, but I didn't go out for any of that stuff. I guess I was in a um, – we had a, a movie society for like a week or something. But you got to wow. remember the high school I went to was probably 40, 120, 150 people. Total? Yeah. So, wow. you know, so the movie society was like six others. There you <laughs> so, go. You know. So we'd watch some horror movies and or something, come down to school. And it, you know what was really weird, dude? Was coming down to school after school. You know what I mean? Like, because the movie thing would be like 6, 6 30 at night or something. So you'd go oh, home. Oh, so you'd go home and come back. And come so, back. And that was yeah, really we weird, you know, to be in we the got, school after hours. We got teachers' unions. They're not staying past 5 o'clock. I guess. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe the teachers volunteered or they got extra pay or something, but we'd have one teacher and then we'd roll out this like shitty old projector or something in one of the, cl- in one of the classrooms and uh, 
you know, we'd watch a movie or something. It was it was fairly interesting. Check I guess. it out, guys! It's the Abominable Doctor Five. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the was it the Fearless Vampire Killers or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw that one, but I, I've heard of it. Actually, that was the fucking uh, that great was the, bad brain song. That was the pedophile, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, the French, what the hell was his name? I don't know. The French You're the pedophile. pedophile. You're the pedophile expert, Neil. Who had to leave the states? Oh, Ron Polanski. Yeah, Polanski. That was in the. Famous... I mean, you think he's French? Wasn't he? His last name's Polanski. Well, maybe he's li- got to be Polish, right? Oh, does he live in France now? Is that where he ran yeah, away to? Where he ran to. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole weird story, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, that was the one. That was the Sharon Tate. That's right. Child, right? That's Polanski. right. That is right. Yep, that is right. That was Roman Polanski. Yeah. Man, I gotta watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. That is it's so fucking good. That is so good. <laughs> Tarantino's still the best. All right, Neil. Oh, and as far as sports, yeah, I did. I wrestled a little bit, and I I played a little bit of this and that, but I was never a particularly good athlete. Hmm. But uh, I played tennis. I did a little bit of this and that, but anyway. All right, Neil, why don't you play a song? All right, first one I'm going to play tonight is a Naked Raygun song, but it's Ooh. one of those. So, like, it's been a few years now, but, I mean, they did their last album, geez, 1989, no, 19, 1992, something like that, right? That Reagan, Naked Reagan. this last one? Uh, yeah, but in the meantime, like about 10 years ago, they started, they put out like a series of three seven-inch singles. Okay. And, um, but they were difficult. Like two, song, two songs? Yeah, or? just regular seven inch, uh, yeah, uh, singles as we used to call them. Yeah, seven inch, mm. 45s. Um, maybe like six months apart. Uh, and I can't remember what label they were on. But anyway, this is the first one. And they still play this one live. Uh, well, if they ever play live anymore. But the last time I saw them, they played it. And this song is called Mine, Mine Iron Maiden by Naked Reagan. Was weird. Did your cat attack me or something? No, no. There's that uh, dead low started playing for no apparent reason in my headphones. Sorry about that. Spoiler alert, Neil. Sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, anyway, that was uh, Naked Raygun with Mine Iron Maiden. That was single number one. When? What year did that come out? Had you even heard of those singles? No, not at all. Okay. 
I'm not I am not a, a naked Reagan expert by any stretch of the imagination. I have a, a handful of their early stuff. Mm, okay. I have like basement screams and throb yep. throb and yep. that was the first one, two. Yep. There's one other one right in the middle. Or All rise. All rise is actually my favorite. Probably. Yeah. All rise is great. Yep. So yeah, I'm not. I I, I didn't even get the newest album. I need to get it. I just haven't got around to it yet. So that My Night and Maiden came out in 2010. Hmm. You know, I guess it's been a while, well, man. It's, it's, okay, it's so, 20, 2010 just seems like like last week, you know. Well, huh. so the yeah, I know it. I, I I you've reached a certain age when anything after two thousand after anything after like September eleventh could be considered a couple years ago. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I you know I don't know how to count the days. Should I just say like it's been thirty five years since my mother told me I'd outgrow this nonsense? Uh sure. Yeah, why not? Jeez, what's yeah, it anyway. been for me? I don't know. A long time. Probably uh, another 10 years on top of that. Yeah. So it's funny because you were talking. So so Naked Ryan just put out another single. Like, I mean, just like this year. And I know you got a copy of it. They put out two singles, as a matter of fact. Okay. Because the one was The Broken Things, which I know yep. you loved. And you went. So you went to some bookstore or something that was the exclusive provider of this to pick this up. Quimby's, yeah, Quimby's. Uh, actually, it's right by. It's well, it's very close to you know the stretch we walk down Milwaukee. It's got reckless, oh, and, reckless and, and sugar okay, on that. Sugar. It's it's just it's up at the cor- the corner of like North Avenue okay. and uh, North Avenue Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know. Like next time we go there, like Scott, my buddy Scott always comes with me. He's not much of a record shopper, but he loves books, so maybe we could send him over there. If uh, that place, I tell I tell you what, dude, that, that place is great. It's like a true independent bookstore. They mm. have a huge zine selection. I mean, who sells zines anymore? Really? But they have a huge zine selection, and they have a huge music book selection. What are zines up to now? Like like five bucks? It used to be like two stamps. Right? Yeah, I guess like three fifty or something like that. Like a dollar fifty now too. But. Um, I was amazed. And so, and they must have Naked Reagan must have some kind of in with this bookstore because I don't know if you saw they're doing like an in-store signing. Probably one of the guy's girlfriends or something. Yeah, they're doing an old wife actually because everyone's older now, right? Um, yeah. They're doing like an in-store signing on Saturday, February third. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Are, are you? Are you have any interest in that or not really? It's an interesting. That's an interesting one because I've got two copies of that single already, so I certainly don't need yep. another one. Um, and it feels a little bit weird at my age to be taking records to like a signing or something you know what i mean i i just seems yeah. it just seems a bit odd now the one thing i am interested in i guess there's going to be like a naked reagan merchandise booth there as well mm. so i wouldn't mind going and seeing what t-shirts or sweatshirts or whatever they have um but i don't know i mean i know uh, i know our friend dr disc is interested in going because he likes to get stuff signed and, yeah he's a big big autograph guy i mean i guess i wouldn't mind but um I don't know. Just traveling now, all the way down you, there just for that. You played with those weird. guys at least once. Yeah, we did. Our very first show was with Naked Ray Gun at uh, down in Champagne. Yeah. Did you uh, have a friendship with any of them or not really? Uh, no, we were friendly with them that night. Um, oh, they were, they were they were actually very complimentary. They said we could play with them again anytime, which was very cool. Um, but I guess Pizzati's dad knew one of the guys in the Ten Shitty Guy House where I lived. Okay. Um, one of uh, Pizzati's dad knew one of their dads. So that's how we got the gig, actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. A lot of well, other bands you know, in right? town, a lot of other bands in town were very upset by that. And it's funny. Yeah, it does seem like a pretty good gig for your first gig ever. For sure. And um, 
because we got a following right away because you know any of the punks in town or any of the skaters in town because me and randy were in the band you're all um, friends with somebody yeah um so they all started following us immediately so we had a pretty big following immediately so any other gigs that we had we would always be headlining and that would always piss off all the other like smaller local bands who'd been playing Mm. for a while they'd get very angry by that but it is what it is right but, well, I mean, it, it, you see it now. You see these bands that you don't think are worthy headlining. It still makes you angry, right? <laughs> yeah, but we were worth it. You we, see, we tried, when you see, man. When, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times before, but when you see a festival, a big festival, and you see that Pennywise are – and once again, I hate to pick on Pennywise because I don't, I don't really have anything against Pennywise. But when you see the damned are below the bill on the Pennywise or something like that, you're like, man, this is there's no justice in the world. Well, it's funny. I just saw some in tonight. Um Teenage Bottle Rocket are playing some fest. It was a fest I'd never heard of before. Probably but, Euro, right? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Um, These Euro fests are all rolling out their lineups, and yeah, they're definitely different. But Teenage Bottle Rocket were like way down the bill, like way down, like below bands I'd never fucking even heard of before. And, huh. the, and the headliners were, re- were really weird. Hold on a second while I try and pull this up. How the hell should I look for this? Hmm. But yeah, um... But yeah, my band, Jesus, we had a whole, uh, McWilson, we had a, we had a whole stage stick. We'd bring old skateboards on stage. We had like sticker, we had sticker toss. We had all this kinds of stuff going on. We had all kinds of shenanigans. Rubber chickens. So it wasn't, so it wasn't just a boring college, you know, eighties band getting up on stage and playing a bunch of crap. We had a whole thing going on. So, uh, do 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 teenage bottle rocket. Let's see what they have to say for themselves. They're playing here soon, actually that Valentine's day. So. Okay. Yeah, on a Monday night. That's yep. Great. But then they go to Europe like the next day or something. So yep. they play flying out of uh, out of O'Hare. Okay, it's the it's the Slam Dunk Festival. Okay, I in, saw I saw that. Yeah. In May, so the Friday I don't even hardly know any of these bands, but they're playing Saturday, and Offspring a tour uh, headlining with Bowling mm. for Soup and, and Teenage Bottle Rocket a below Zebrahead whatever the fuck Zebrahead is see I've heard of them but I don't know them yeah and then it's well, got like Sincere Engineer and some other some other so, bands but anyway. so Sincere Engineer is a female fronted Chicago band I don't dislike them either they're okay um, but I mean I, I don't know you know I, 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 what do we know about these wacky Europeans Neil that they're wacky I guess <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's different it's different for sure see well, someone's, someone's mentioned the dickies are playing this festival but i don't see their name on dickies here. are playing everywhere as far as i can tell this year and they should yeah um we, it's funny i'm because i'm I, i'm probably not gonna be able to do punk rock bowling but i haven't entirely closed the door on it i was just scoping flights again today but i almost want to problem is i don't know that i'll be able to make this happen because they sell out so fast but I almost want to just go and just spend all day by the pool with my wife and napping and drinking and then just go to the club shows. Oh, my God. See, no, I couldn't. I can't do See, I'm just the opposite. Because it's too late. It's too, it's too fucking late. Seriously, the like, doors open at 10. Well, yeah, no, but if you, sit, if you, don't, if you don't spend all day walking around the hot sun. Because here's the thing. The two, the two club shows that I've got my eye on, once again, they'll probably sell out before – because if you have like early VIP or you get your tickets early, then you get codes. Okay, yeah. As opposed to me, I would just have to buy them in the general public. Well, you can get the code from Jason because Jason's got VIP tickets, I believe. 
That's true, but maybe he wants to go himself. You know, that's a good thought, but he might want to go himself. But uh, I see on Saturday night, anti-heroes are playing, which would be one of the big reasons I would like to go. See, the headliners are Bad Religion, Branson, Dropkick Murphys. I would watch any of those bands. I'd enjoy any of those bands, but I don't need to see any of those bands. Honestly, sure. probably ever again. Yeah. Um, that being said, they come local. I'll certainly go see them. But, um, but yeah, on, on Saturday night, it's anti-heroes are playing. Which that's at the big. festival or one of the club shows. At one of the clubs. So they're not playing the fest at all. Yeah, yeah, they're playing the fest too. Well, there you go. Oh, but yeah, but the, you want to see them at four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see them at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that they just announced that I've never seen this band. I don't know if you saw them or not, but Anti Norley. I've never seen them, and they're being backed. Their direct support is against all authority. The Great uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Ska punk band, I guess. I know I'm very anti-ska, but I always liked against all authority. I still do. I listen to it today, as a matter of fact. Now I saw that they had to change one of the bills because one of the one of the after shows vibrators. Yeah, which which I was quick to post that. No, the vibrators have already said that they're not playing live anymore. So I don't was, know. Oh, was that was that what that was in response to? Yeah. So I don't know what version of the vibrators this was. It was like some guitarist well, that the played with them. Version for... just had like the drummer, right? Well, yeah, but and, and they've stopped. So, um, this was yeah, some... that last album they just put out was on uh, Cleopatra because mm-hmm. I did a little bit of yeah. press stuff for it. They, uh, that, they, yeah, they were saying this is it, last album. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they announced that they weren't going to be playing live anymore. And then they, they announced that Vibrator show. And it turned out it was like a guitarist who played with them in the 2010s or something, I think. Mm. And so, but they got pulled very quickly from that. Oh, bill. is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. You know the funny thing is, like the Vibrators played Grand Rapids. I, I just I never I've never seen them. I do like them, and I I it's my it's definitely I'm not going to be like these people like oh it's my buckle this band I never got a chance to see them because I I had plenty of chances. Yep yep. When I see these people say oh my gosh I've never seen this band they're buckleless for me and I'm like they came and if they're from Chicago so I'm like they've been to Chicago ten times in the last twenty years. <laughs> what, what what is your problem? Yeah sure bucket list yeah put your bucket over your head yeah well that that was always like yeah um that happened with that seven seconds show that seven seconds show we went to see last year like everyone was like oh my god seven seconds of playing seven it's like seven seconds have played like five times in the past 10 years nobody in, cared. in chicago and nobody cared you and gotta that, you gotta break up or get back together again or something yeah, i don't know yeah and then they you know then they tour with circle jerks and suddenly everyone's all excited about seeing seven seconds again and maybe those trust issues had something to do with that oh yeah absolutely. but uh you know well and it is a it is a that that tour specifically that circle jerk seven seconds negative approach tour it it felt bigger than the sum of its parts it's like man this is like an old school yep you know, that old, was old this, school lineup. Yeah, that was like an, an old school, school lineup. lineup. This is like yeah. such a classic lineup. You know, I would have paid up to seven dollars to see this in 1982. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Instead yeah. of 50, you know, 50 bucks, whatever it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, dude, talking about negative approach, how good was that? Did you did you watch that 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 video I posted? In our I've Facebook seen that group? before. It's amazing. It is so fucking good. The energy, just the raw they were energy. So, this, the, the raw intensity. Yep. The intent of, of that of them and the crowd. I mean, the so, crowd is just going fucking so mental. So they still play, and they're still one of the most intense bands you'll ever see. Yeah, but obviously now they're guys in their fifties, not in their teens or whatever that was. Well, I think John should shave his head again. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why because his head looked great shape. I, it I did. Don't know, yeah, I don't know, man. 
I'm not going to say anything about John Brandon. I'm afraid he'll punch me in the face. He'd be a good one to get on. Do you think you could get him? Do you have any? any I, you any... know, I, I, I wonder about that because I, I think we could get at him. But there's a couple people that I that I really would like to talk to, but I wonder if they'd be good guests. I've talked to him in real life, mm-hmm. and he seemed like a nice enough guy, but I don't know that he's got that kind of personality. Another one that always comes up in my mind is Jerry A. from uh, Poison Idea. Poison Idea, you're, right. You're not nearly as big a Poison Idea fan as I am, but I'm a big Poison Idea fan, but I don't know. I met him one time, too, and he really seems like kind of a private guy. So you just you just don't know. Well, you can never tell, what? though. Like, when we get talking to them and stuff, once they get yeah, off guard, you know, and uh, yeah. they, they well, get... Well, like, Jeff, uh, like you know. Jeff Clayton, you know, he said he's not a real... You know he's not a real outgoing guy, but you get him, you get him going, he gets going. So yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was good with us. I mean, pretty much no, every, he was. everybody and, has and, been. And uh, and ultimately, and I think our buddy Richie tried to hook us up actually with Mark from TKO first, but I know Jeff was the one who kind of turned uh, Mark from TKO on to talking to us. So it was he was uh, great to meet him the other day too. So and he was one of those guys where we start talking to him and it's like it, it really did feel like we we're at the bar. It was like uh, we know each other our whole lives, right? Yeah, it was it was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually, that's a reason. Like, okay, I've said over the last few episodes probably that I don't think punk rock bowling is on for me because I'm definitely going to do Rebellion, I think, this year. And that's looking more and more like a go. Um, In fact, Mm. I'm probably going to book airline tickets to England probably sometime in the next so week. So you're going to take your daughter? you take both the girls? What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah, I am. Yeah, we're all going to go. Uh, Lydia's probably going to move to San Diego probably in late August, early September. So she so should be like able to do hurrah. this. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But I was talking to Rick about punk rock bowling today. I was like, well, you know what? It's not the worst idea in the world if I can make it happen for about 1500 bucks, you know, in and uh, out. Then I don't know if you can do that, but... You know, if it's just me. You know, it might just be oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, you're yeah. so used to paying for everybody that yeah. it'll be real cheap if it's just you. Yeah, it might just be me, so, but that would probably be dependent on you going, but what I was going to say was... Well, that's that's the thing, right? You know, got to have somebody. I don't think yeah. I'd want to do it by myself. Well, that's what I was going to say, though. So, um, the reason I bring it up, it would be great to see some of these people that we've interviewed, yeah, you know, to actually meet people. them in person and stuff, yeah. and actually do have a drink, unless they just want to go to the after shows, because, you know, that's a no-no for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, some of the, a lot of people, well, at least a couple of them are going to be in, uh, like, you you should be able to get, if you go, I don't know, in uh, next month, might be this month by the time people hear this, the, uh, like, Doc Rotten's going to be in Chicago, and there's a couple of, it seems like there's a couple of bands playing that street punk festival Sounds that we've of the talked street. to. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. February eleventh, actually, it's only it's in like two weeks. <laughs> like I said, if I was not gonna be gone, I'll be coming. I'm not going home until twelfth Sunday. I would be all over that. That that just seems like a lot of fun. Good well, way to waste. Good way to waste two days. I'll well, tell you what. You why don't you play a song and then tell us about where you're going? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I can do that. I am going to play. Okay, I don't know. I'm on a little bit of a Jesse Lush's kick here. Who? Jesse Lush is. Uh, he sang for the um, Blats and the Criminals. We're going to play songs by each of those bands. I listened to these as you were picking them, and they're yep. both really fucking good, but I have no idea who Jerry Luscious is. Should, so I, should I know this person? Um, he was pretty famous in that like uh, East Bay scene, the, like the Lookout, uh, you know, 924 Gilman scene. Okay. We actually played with him, and I didn't really i always kind of wonder why they ended up in grand rapids of all places but i guess at one point one of the guys in the band was from grand rapids it was the early version of the band had a female singer like blatz 
but I could not find that version of the song online very easily. So I think we'll have to do the later version where it was just him singing. But yeah, we're going to start out tonight with The Criminals. And the song is Parlez-vous, Fuck You. All right, that was the criminals. Well, I think it's just criminals in it with Parley Boo. Fuck you. I like that. I like that a lot. Dogs, it is the criminals. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so. it's funny. It's funny too because I, you know, when I when we start doing this, Neil, you curse. Our guests curse. I don't care. You know, I curse in my in real life. But I was like, I never wanted to curse on the podcast. You know, if my grandma stumbled across this podcast, <laughs> I, you know, if it's in a song title or whatever, that's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a prude. But I was like, I don't, and now I notice my casual cursing is beginning worse, and it seems to be building up episode after episode. So I'm going to try to go away from my casual cursing, but I'm going to play a bunch of profane songs tonight. So there you go. Yeah, I know you're feeling particularly angry because your songs seem kind of angry at the moment. I just am still on a kick where I'm just liking a little bit of aggressive, uh, aggressive type music. This is very much the the songs I picked are very much like the East Bay when it was crazy before it got kind of mellow and started going pop punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm going to try to do away with the casual cursing and I don't think I'll be able to kick the double entendre. I just don't think I'll be able to stop doing it. <laughs> Dude, who are you? What the hell's happened? Is your wife giving you a good talking to or something? Ah, uh, my name is tender Tom. <laughs> oh I'm, Jesus. No, no. I, I don't think, dude, I don't think, I think we're at episode 215 or whatever the hell episode, uh, see, there I am again, whatever episode <laughs> we're on, and I don't believe my wife has listened to a single, no, single minute, I, no, I, I think she, there was a time, there was an episode going way back for our, for our deep diving fans, our, our, our old school fans, where Alex, my daughter, when she was still living at home, was making like a sandwich in the background. Oh, that was the one where I came to. I was in. Uh, I was in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, we were sitting at the kitchen table. Yes, and Alex was making a sandwich in the background. You could hear her, and I think my wife listened to that, like part of it or something. She was listening to that five minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drowned out the rest of our nonsense. Sandwich or yeah. whatever it is. And yes. she was rustling bags of chips on top of the fridge. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Anyway. Yeah. Uh... But, you know, so anyway, I don't know. I, I, you know, the thing with punk rock bowling that I was thinking about is, you know, I really, in my mind, I'm like, I want to go to these smaller little festivals, you know, the sound of the streets, these 
Cabbage Mountain, the Camp Punksylvania, stuff like that, because this is where the real punk is. It's DIY festivals. It's good people, actual people doing stuff. You know, that's what the mind tells me. But the heart always is drawn to these lineups with these these festivals because you get these huge freaking lineups, you know? Well, I think you said to one of our guests recently, too, it it is really cool at Punk Rock Bowling yeah. to be yeah. surrounded by your people your even though yeah. you know there's all kinds of there's all kinds of people in that I don't in, know, in the know. genre obviously but um it is cool I don't to know be if there are people or not I'm gonna we'll talk about that in a little bit well it's cool to be surrounded by alternative people and that's what yeah. I that's what I find about Motoblot too because Motoblot you know it's a street festival in Chicago um it's like hot rods you know yep, old yep. cars old motorcycles and stuff yep. and a lot of that isn't me right I'm not a motorcycle guy um, I can appreciate them. I can appreciate old cars for sure. But sure. it's just being surrounded by alternative people with alternative lifestyles from the 99% of the bland, boring people out there. And that's what it that's what it's about to me. That's why I enjoy it. And um, and that's why I enjoyed punk rock bowling last year. You know, the, the fucking yeah. the pool Make parties sure. were fun. Yep. Just hanging out by the pool and drinking was fun. You know, meeting some of our people guests and stuff uh the actual festival itself better than riot fest for sure but it is you know six hours in the fucking baking sun it's yeah. not that's that part isn't an ex- watching a great band play in the middle of the afternoon like well that can still be deal. fun i mean i was still blown away yeah. by by some of the bands and looking at yeah. all the merch and looking at but all it was the so stuff, much better on that little stage on the side too wasn't it, it was and the big, the big stage. Well, who was telling us that they they're not doing the big stage anymore? Didn't someone just tell us? that? Well, they, I don't know if they said that, but they're moving. They're not going to have it at the same place. Oh, is that right? Oh, so I weird. don't know that. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Hmm. Anyway, well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I should just go to the club shows and I can hang out because I. Because the problem with punk rock bowling, it's not a vacation. Like you'll go, you'll come home more tired than you left. Yeah, but it was still it was. It's good to get away from work. So, I mean, in that and, way, it's a vacation. And my wife you know? doesn't have as much vacation as I do, so I'm like, oh, well, let's go a couple days early and stay a couple days late or whatever. So she doesn't like that idea. Um, and she's like, it's. I'm like, but we're we're just we need a vacation too. We want to. But anyway, that's why I thought maybe okay during the day we'll just chill out and then go to the shows at night. But you know, like Sloppy's playing. There's a bunch of bands during the day. I'm not. I wouldn't want to miss if I was there. I suppose. Well, okay. So let's talk about that a second. Okay. So you were actually taking your family away on vacation next week, right? No, no, no. Just my wife and I. Oh, well, there you go. See, she doesn't need to come to Vegas then. Just we'll yeah, go yeah. to Vegas. Well, and this is going to be a real challenging – I shouldn't say it's going to be challenging, but this is a real different vacation for us. It's definitely a vacation my parents never would have taken. We are flying down – now, we're flying right out of Lansing, which is about an hour and 15 minutes away. We're flying directly from Lansing to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Very nice. Have you? you know, you've, gonna, you've never been there before, right? No, I never have. You know, we've been to Mexico a couple of times, about thirty years apart. Um, and we are just going to. It's a beach vacation, man. I mean, it's all inclusive. You know, of course, all you can eat, all you can drink, and we're just going to lay on the beach and we're going to drink. And I, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do, man. I mean, there's lots of other stuff to do if you want to spend more money. But quite frankly, I'm spending enough money. So this is for a week. You're going. Yeah, up Sunday to Sunday. Getting out of this shitty weather we have right now in the it's Midwest, too, that'll be great. Be, it's supposed to be cold as balls by the end of next week when we take off. So Yeah, I think the high next Saturday was supposed to be 4 degrees Fahrenheit. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's the high. So, yeah, it's not going to be fun next weekend. No, that's a great weekend to get away, dude. That is a great weekend February, to get away. February is usually when I lose the will to live. Yeah, February's brutal. You know, yep. in the Michigan winter. 
So yeah, it'd be cool. Looking forward to it. Like I said, it's it's. Now, why did you choose there? Uh, well, originally we talked. I think we, I'm sure we talked about this. We were supposed to go to Curacao, which is a island off the coast of Venezuela. But our flight literally got canceled three months in advance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were kind of scrambling. So we just ended up. This was a more reliable thing, and just. Um, we used to have friends that do this, and they said it is the best. At the time, it was three grand. Now it's over four grand that you could spend. It's just these, the level of luxury and everything else, just amazing. I'm not used to luxury, dude. I don't even know. I, I might, I might be bored out of my mind. I have no idea. <laughs> you might move out and move in with one of the fucking waiters or something yeah, in a grass I mean, hut to save some money. Well, yeah. but I, I, um, you know, I, 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 am not that good at doing nothing, and I, I really would like to get better at it. I'd like to really get better at like relaxing. Are you a beach? You're not a beach person, I'm guessing. I am. I am. Oh, you are. Of. Okay. Okay. But I'm more of a swim at bar person. Oh yeah, I get that 100. percent No, so this is a, this is a resort. I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's, I think it's like five resorts that, like, because they were talking about all the restaurant options we had and stuff. You can walk around. It's just basically like a gated city. I think. Oh, it's very know? much like the. Uh, the Mexico thing that, that you can do down in uh, probably yeah, Playa yeah. del Carmen or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, clear yeah. water. And, yep. Yeah, if you're a snorkeler or that kind of stuff. So you know, I I I, I just don't know, Neil. I, we're going with some friends who were celebrating their 20th anniversary last fall, so mm. that's why we're that's why we're doing it. And you know, we had gotten ourselves in a position where if somebody wanted to go do something, we were pretty much like, sure, let's go do it. So that's cool. No, it's always good to say yes. Well, and this year's going to be a little weird, you know. We, got, I, I don't think I'm ruling anybody's surprise when I we, we've been kind of shopping for a condo by the on the ocean for a while now, and and we're doing the paperwork on it right now. We're getting a place, just a little one bedroom condo right on uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, right on the ocean. <laughs> That's fucking Tommy Tommy money bags. He makes well, out. He it, makes out like dude, he's. Uh, we're mortgaging you know. it, but we, you know, we paid our house <laughs> off last year. And what? Well, listen, man, you could say that if you want, but the fact of it is, you know, we're blue collar people. We just we we just work, paid our bills. You know, we never. I never uh, got a penny from anybody for anything. So, dude, you paid off that house pretty fucking fast, dude. Uh, you're, you're, not, you're not even fifty yet. Well, but you got to remember too, it wasn't nearly. It's worth more than double what I paid for it. You know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I I. I didn't pay that much for this house. As a matter of fact, that condo, that little one bedroom condo is more than this house was. Hmm. So, well, and I always look at people our age getting a new home. Cause a lot of times what happens is your kid, people's kids grow up and then they build some giant freaking house. It's like, what are you doing? Taking on a mortgage when you're 50 years old, you know? Right. But we have 15 or 16 years till we retire and we should be able to have it paid off. And, I don't know. Maybe when we retire, maybe we'll go down there and live for a year. I think it's a little small to live in, but we'll see. It'll be the punctuality the iPad. There you great. go. Do listen, man. You know, all these old guys, a lot of them, like, oh, I get bored. I get bored. I get bored. You know, it, but you know what? When I'm when it's time, I'll be okay with being done cutting my grass and having a toolbox and all that crap. Screw that stuff. I just, no. All I have to do is figure out how to fit my records in there. Yeah, Rick always says, my buddy Rick, we talk about him from time to time. You've, yeah. you've met Rick, obviously, yep, numerous yep. times. He's a great guy. Yep. But he's like his favorite, you know, what he's looking forward to in retirement. He's moving down to, to Florida. He says he might even get just like a double wide or something. But he just wants to get a fucking, uh, you know, his double wide close to a bar and then have like a golf cart or something just to drive himself to the bar every day. And I have there to say, that doesn't, sound like the, that doesn't sound like the worst retirement. Well, you have to, to have me. a pretty good 401k for that, or you're going to have to drink at home, or at least you get pregame at home, I guess, right? 
Yeah, it's four hundred one k. But I mean, yeah, if he's if he's just getting a double Y down in Florida, you got to remember there's no sales tax down there. You know, it's... you know, you call me money bags. I got one of my four hundred one k's. I have I have three separate ones. None of them are all that big, but I have three separate ones just from three jobs. One of them performed really, really well, like way outperformed the market, like gained like fifteen percent. How is that possible? I don't because I have a stock in a company that I used to work for, and it's performed very well. Have have like me, you have 50, to tell me what that is. <laughs> uh, off the air, but uh, I don't want everybody buying it. I want to. Well, no, that would make the price go up. But anyway, no, I used to, when I was a young man, I worked at a company called Cintas, a uniform company. Okay, yeah, yeah. I worked there for five years, and essentially half of my four hundred one k from that era is in Cintas stock. And it's been a very good performer. That's great. That's great to know. So I made one of my 401ks. I made good money on this year. The other two, I mean, I got one of them, Neil. I worked this place for 11 and a half years. I got my statement. I wanted to cry. Yeah. It's like, you... I don't even have enough to live in there for one year. It's like, I don't think there's much in there as I freaking put in there. Not um, to mention the match and all that, you know? The money, it's so funny you mention this. The money that I've been putting away for Lydia's college. I swear it's just like you've been throwing it into a black hole. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. every, every time we look at it, it's lower than it was previously. Oh. So I actually just cashed it out. All right. We've reached a new low. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. This is... This is <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> this anyway, is, get around. Get, get this around. is punk till I die when you're closer to the death part. <laughs> no, but okay. But getting, getting back to what we were talking about. So you're going on vacation for a week. And what I was going to say was... Well, if you're taking the missus away for a week to the sun and uh, not Puerto Vallarta, wherever you're going, uh, Punta Cana or whatever, um, then maybe she'd be okay with you slipping away to punk rock bowling by yourself for, for four days. Well, maybe you she know, wouldn't want to go. Is we're trying to figure out how to get down once we get the paperwork and stuff down this condo because we we didn't necessarily anticipate this when we bought it, but we're actually there will be a management company that rents it out, so hopefully that'll help help pay for a lot of it you know there you go you heard it here first everyone who wants to, anyone who wants to move to the Dude, beach in south carolina punk till i die just hate yeah, i'm exposed i'm exposed for being a poser but i <laughs> here's like i said i listen i'm a blue collar guy i've worked hard my whole life i never never got anything from anyone so i don't feel bad about you know you know what Tom? having got myself in a decent position getting away to something like that would be a means of escape yeah and this is b squadron from england with means of escape how about that it's pretty good right smooth smooth yep. i didn't even know you were gonna play a song so yeah good do it
people so racist No shaving Just angles with the faces And we're boot boys born and bred Working class kids from the back street And the castle estate Football, boxing, oi oi music Is happy to escape from England from 2017 that was B Squadron with Means of Escape and I, I, I do love what, that song yes, I shouldn't even I, I, I have a topic I wanted to spring on you but I shouldn't even bring it up because we're already so deep into what the young people are, are calling boomer punk territory no bring it up I'm, I'm gonna we're get talking about our retirement we might as well talk about our aches and pains or how we can feel <laughs> when it's gonna rain in our knees <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? My wrist, my wrist, I had surgery on. Yeah, I can feel it there. No, tell me. Get me, you still got get pins me angry. In there? You still got pins in there? Oh, what? yeah. It's funny. Actually, I was looking at the x rays today from that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, you know what? I'll put a picture on the fucking Facebook group of that so you can see all the hardware that's in my wrist. So, are you familiar, Neil, with a band called Paramore? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're on the, they're on the periphery of, uh, punk and well not punk but kind of what mall mall punk right i guess like, I'd, hot topic I'd, hot topic I'd punk? Say, yeah I, I don't know how you'd dude before i get into this mm. it was funny you were just talking about you're talking about going to punk rock bowling and how you kind of feel like you fit in with the crowd i went to a show i won't even necessarily i won't even mention the band's name but it was a 90s all rock band that had a few hits in the early 90s pretty mellow band but my buddy wanted to go so we went and it is fine it was fun i actually had a real good time but uh people there were my age which is late 40s early 50s mm-hmm. i still felt like i mean they were all like they like they were dressed up to go out it was so weird right like there's it, it, I, I felt so out of place amongst people my own age and you feel out of place with people that are younger than you at punk shows and stuff right well apparently not as out of place <sighs> Yes. It's so weird, dude. There was no Mohawks, no body odor. <laughs> yes, no bad, no bad body piercings I was, I mean, was, with like was, swelling and stuff. I was clearly amongst the capitalists. They seem yeah. like they'd all done fairly well for themselves. There you go. Yeah, 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 for sure. But anyway, okay, Paramore. Yes, sir. So there was this news story going around, and all the, all the like, gossip, music rags and stuff. The main, the main person of Param from Paramore is a woman, and. 
Yeah, is it Haley something? No, something something like, like that. Yeah. And she went after Fat Mike, or she's. It, I don't think she went after him as much as she just before a song or something. And you know how these like music tabloid things always try to make something out of nothing. But she said, "This is this is a quote. What I felt was a mixture of vindication and also a lot of anger." She admitted, "I was really surprised they had so much anger well up in me because I was like, wait a minute, they're treating us like a prize now." But like Fat Mike used to tell people that I gave good rim jobs on stage when I was 19 years old. <laughs> I do not think that is punk. I do not think that's the essence of punk. She said, condemning the way she and everyone else. This is typical of the young people writing nowadays. Uh, condemning the way she and anyone else who was the cisgender heterosexual white man was treated. And I feel strongly that without young women, people of color, and also the queer community, I just think we would still be where we were then. What does what does that mean? So I just so here here's the thing. You got a young woman. Well she's not that young actually probably. She's probably thirty five. You think? How they've been around for a while, dude. Paramore's Have been around they? for a while, yeah. I mean, telling Mike, love him or hate him, Fat Mike, that he's not punk. That's pretty rich, isn't it? Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, one of the things this younger generation is constantly accusing people of is cultural appropriation, right? Right. It's a big catchphrase. Isn't Paramore just culturally appropriating punk to give itself some small amount of credibility to sell records? That's actually a very good point. That's I mean, a very good point. It's insanity to me yeah. that a young person who is never in the punk scene is going to explain to a guy like Mike, love him or hate him, what punk rock is. Yeah. Listen, Mike is not everybody's cup of tea, but he's a punk rocker. He has body odor. You can tell. <laughs> is, that the, is that the cutoff these days? If you have body odor, you're and, punk? And as much it? as yeah. there's some things, and, and if I have an issue with Mike, I, I love some of the NoFX records. I know you're not really very familiar with them and don't really care about them, but I love most of the early NoFX records. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from uh, S&M Airlines, Ribbed, White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean, and Punk and Drublock. I think those four records in a row are amazing. The only thing I would say with Mike is he definitely and I don't even think it's his own fault he was definitely at the forefront of sort of making punk rock an acceptable sort of subculture where it went from you sort of had to take abuse about it to it was almost acceptable in high school and places like that you know what I mean it wasn't really anything where you had to worry about walking down the street getting by a football player because the football player might be at the no effect show too you know yeah yeah I don't think it's their fault, but I definitely think they were sort of there at the shifting of the culture. But for somebody who's not punk to call Mike out, it just it, it just irritates the crap out of me. And I read a, a comment uh, that made a lot of sense to me. And the person said, essentially, they said the, the, they've co-opted the word, but they don't know what the spirit, you know, they don't know what the spirit of the early punk, they've, they've tried to make it over in their own image. It is really vastly different from generation to generation um so okay so they've been a band since like 2004 i guess they're looking this up right now so they've been around for almost 20 years they've been a band since you know they've been a band as long as some underwear that i still have in my car oh yeah no yeah no shit i mean i've got i mean that's more maybe more of an indictment of me than it is their band but still yeah i mean i've i've got albums that are 
twice that age. Well, um, I don't, like I said, I actually don't, I'm, and I'm not saying this to try to be cooler than thou. I don't know a Paramore song. At least like Avril Lavigne, I know like two of her songs. Yeah, and she's always had a sense of humor about herself too. So Paramore apparently never had that kind of ubiquity to pass over to old folks like us. But, but the fact that they played Warped Tour, I'm sorry, the fact that you played Warped Tour doesn't give you punk rock credibility, girl. So she's almost 35. So, okay. so hold, so why was she why was she pissed off about Fat Mike? What what on earth got her wound up about it? I don't know. Like I said, and I'm not saying it's not like she did a proper interview. I think it was like a between song banner or something at that we were young fest or something like that would anyone in the audience have known who fat mike was <laughs> i'm guessing no yeah, that's a that's a good question i can't <laughs> i would love to see the venn diagram of, yes of the of a, of of a no effects versus well because like i said no effects is a transitional like people that are under 40 man are not even under 40 even in their 40s no effects was a big band, Neil. Oh, I know, sure. like I said, yeah. No, I get that. Listen yeah. through their early stuff. It was reckless, crazy punk rock. And the fact of the matter is, Mike, as much as he's a savvy businessman at this point in his life, he's still a provocateur. He still pisses people off. Yeah. I mean, look at the that stupid off the cuff joke he made about the shooting in Vegas, which man was that brutal. I'm sure, of, I'm sure I mean, Haley Williams. Is, I'm sure Haley Williams is very upset about that too. I bet. Uh, I bet she's. Well, I, I tell, you, tell you what I'm upset about is kids <laughs> who just show up telling me how it is. Yeah, or how it should be. Well, yes. you know it's it's funny, and I have to acknowledge that growing up in the late '80s, if you had a weird haircut or something, yeah, I might get pushed into a locker, but I was never beaten in the streets. I know I didn't have it as bad as people 10 years in front of me or five, you know, right. like you were we much did. closer to the first generation, but people who are a couple years older than you, it was probably even worse, you know? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, at some point, they figured out how to sell punk rock to your mom. And it just became, you know, literally like, oh, my mom got me the new no effects record for Christmas. Or, or, I mean, Paramore, your freaking grandma could listen to Paramore, I would think. <laughs> the fact that it's got a little bit of crunchy guitar in it does not punk make, my friends. Um, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I couldn't name a single Paramore song. I just know them because... You know I mean, maybe I would if I heard one. Like I said, I'm not trying to, like, be the the hipster guy. Like, oh, I couldn't name a single uh, Nickelback song or whatever. Because I can. I can name, like, five of them, but I cannot name a Paramore song. Oh, I couldn't name a Nickelback song either. But that's just because I haven't listened to the ra- I don't listen to the radio. So how would I, I know listen, what that so, shit sounds like? So you know? I, I really need to listen to CDs more in the car. But I listen to, like, uh, the local, like... Uh, Funny guys on the way to work. Not oh, very funny, do. by the way. Yeah, I listen to sports. I listen to sports radio, or I stream from my uh, iPod in the mornings. Normally, is what I do. So, or, so or, I or I listen to classical. How's that? Get that, everybody. I listen to classical uh, normally. I don't, on the I don't mind a little classical. It calms me down. That's exactly right, dude. The drive to work. I don't know what it is these days. It's since COVID. I'll be in the middle lane doing 65, and there's people going by me like doing 85 in both lanes, in the fast lane and the slow lane. I'm that guy, Neil. I'm that guy. That is mental. I uh, once I realized that the two town, the town I live in, and the town in front of it, once you get to a certain point in Michigan, they decide to put all these like fence things up in the middle of the highway. Mm -hmm. That well for construction or something. No, they keep you from like driving the wrong way. Oh, okay. So like you like you get caught in this like vicious barbed wire thing. They're motorcycle killers, is what they are. So you can't if you you can't, can't cross, cross over, media. right? Yeah. Yep. So between the town I live in and the one in front of me, the fence is solid. There's nowhere for cops to turn around. Oh. So 
usually I'll touch 90 on the way home. See, but why? At least 85. I don't know. I don't know why, Neil. They <laughs> psychoanalyze me. I'm angry. I want people to get out of my way. It's just, I, 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 it seems worse since COVID. And it, but it's like, okay, if you want to do that in the fast lane, that's fine. But there's people doing that in with both the, lanes. With, no, that's that's my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a fast lane guy. And I, I well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm even not a fast lane guy. After I pass you, I will get over. But I expect the same courtesy out of you. And these people that just dawdle makes me insane. I'm the guy who gets angry and passes on the right and... Uh, yeah, I'm normally in. I'm I'm in the middle lane. I won't stay in the slow lane because I can't stand that when people don't let people merge. That bothers me too. But I tell you what, and this is like six thirty in the morning, and it's like I don't get why you're trying to get to work so fast. I don't get. Well, it, and so. I can only. And the worst thing is, you know, I can only drive like that when I'm by myself because my wife will. I mean, we went to a movie with my wife and uh, my son and his wife, and we 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 went to a movie a while back, and my wife. And my daughter-in-law were so mad at me the way I was driving when I got home. See, this so, is this so is so funny. So when we go on vacation, so when we go on vacation, I'm like, okay, I gotta chill out, no tailgating, no screaming, you know. See, but this, so you always get on, on me for being an angry driver, but dude, I've I know, I've driven know, in I, a I've driven in a car with you before, and you're actually a very slow, placid driver. I'm not slow. Well, the I mean, times I, we've been in the car with you going in Chicago, you have been. It's been kind oh, of oh yeah, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's but, and like I said, it's mostly by myself. I don't. No, I get that. Yeah, because my wife gets scared. Like, why are you doing? Why are you driving? Because like, I don't know. <laughs> Psychoanalyze me. See, everyone thinks that I'm the psycho. It's not. It's Tom. Well, no, you're, <laughs> dude. I, Neil, listen, man. We were driving in Chicago. This this last time we we're in Chicago. We're driving, and these poor freaking Chicago Department of Public Works guys. And I get it. What they were doing is super annoying. They're out there spray painting bike lanes, and it's 5 o'clock. It's dark. 5 o'clock on Friday. And traffic is literally crawling around these guys. And Neil, little 160-pound Neil, <laughs> looks at these DPW guys, and he screams out the window, you fucking cunts. <laughs> and I'm just like, they should beat your ass. But they have all rights. They should just. Get out! Get your skinny white English butt out of the car and just beat you senseless. They should Caucasian Rodney King you, but nevertheless, they're probably like, whatever. We're getting time and a half. Yeah, but I was right though. We're making eighty five bucks now. Really don't do that during fucking rush hour. What is the matter with you? But, but, and, Neil, and, but Neil, you understand that they didn't choose that, right? Well, maybe they did. It's like it's like screaming at it's like these people you see screaming at the girl working at the mcdonald's that they don't have the mcdlt anymore she doesn't set the menu leave her alone no i get that but you know i'm i'm just i'm screaming at the i'm screaming at the world all right i'm screaming because but you know what traffic's like in chicago dude fucking nightmare it's gonna get a saint the pope would be upset the pope would be out the window screaming you fucking cunts all right neil <laughs> i'm gonna play a paramore song here <laughs> excellent to calm us down no i'm not i'm gonna play uh Blatt's song. So tell me about Blatt's. I don't know this band. I know the they beer. They were another East Bay I band. know the beer for sure. They had a female, male-female singer combination. Uh, really sloppy, really chaotic. This song was this song was kind of big, man. Everybody, everybody kind of knew this song back in the day. Do you think, ha- do you think Haley from Paramore knew this song? No. Okay. No, I, I think the only punk song she knows is Avril Lavigne. Okay, there we go. <laughs> well, that's some 41, perhaps. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, it's funny, in you know, one of our upcoming interviews, I don't know if it'll come up before or after this, but we're talking to a nice Canadian, couple of Canadian chaps, and they seemed dead silent when I spoke, said that I wasn't much into some 41. Are they like yes, a stated treasure? Like, I think they are, that little, little weedy Either guy. Either that or like they're, they're all friends, probably. They don't yeah. Know. Oh, and Canadians I don't have anything against some 41. I just, I don't even know them, really. Like, I, they do, were, I have a lot against them. Do you? Fucking useless pricks, yeah. Oh man, it's personal. What were they painting? <laughs> were they doing their job while it inconvenienced you or something? <laughs> no, Lydia showed me some of their videos on TV and I fucking hated them. I remember that Fat Lip song, but it had to be like 20 years ago too, right? There was one in a skate park with just a bunch of like white trash dickheads. It was like, these kids can't really skate. They're total posters. <laughs> well, there, was, there was some of that and then it was like they try and act like they're gangbangers or something. So it's about as good Charlotte for fuck's sake. It's, it's I kind of think they are so like the Canadian good Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. This is Blatt's. Fuck shit up. with fuck shit up so they were from the east bay you said right yeah i had to pee okay. i can't believe i had to pee already hold tight <laughs> okay do 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 any any i wasn't yelling at those at those workers I was just yelling at the general idea of them doing construction work like that painting a bike lane during rush hour in the middle of chicago at five o'clock on a friday night at that intersection, if you know Chicago at all, you know that intersection between Milwaukee and North Avenue. It's bad any point of day. It's bad. But they're doing the construction on that four-way. I think it's, what is it? A f- is like a five- or six-way intersection. So it's always a terrible intersection. And yet they're doing uh, painting bike lanes in the dark at five o'clock at night. Oh, my God. If I'd had the gun, I'd have been fucking shooting. I swear. But that was, uh, you know, Tom was in the car, and but I swear, he says he's a super fast driver. But the times I've been in the car with him, he's he's very placid, placid driver. Actually, he's a good driver to be with in the city because he doesn't like nothing bothers him. 
and everything bothers me. So, you know. But that's just Tom. It's probably because he comes from Coopersville, right? He's he's a pretty placid driver. But it always it always amuses Scott when I'm driving in the car. Scott always gets a huge kick out of it. And now a word from our sponsors. It's all new and almost too new to be true. The 58 Chevrolet at your local authorized Chevrolet dealers now. It's all new and almost too new, too good, too great to be true. Neil, did you have a soliloquy while I was gone? I did, actually. I did. I tried to explain myself about this whole driving fiasco. Yeah. (laughs) No, my thing is the highway. Like, that's where I go mental. Uh, Well, yeah, the highway in Chicago as well, because that's always busy, too. (laughs) I mean, you know where I live, dude. Sometimes you get stuck behind a tractor. You just have to be patient on the back roads. But the highway, it's just like, did anybody explain the left lane, right lane system to you? Well, that's well, and there's that, but also, like I was just saying, the right lane as well, right? That's for slow drivers or people merging. So it really annoys me when there's people doing like 70 in the in the slow lane, and they won't let people joining the highway merge. You know, so there's almost accidents and stuff because they have to try and zoom in front of them. And it's like, well, you don't belong in the fucking right lane, then you don't belong in the slow lane. like laws rockets like you know what those are they're like a single-use bazooka <laughs> they're shorter and just like pull up next to somebody just like laws rocket just yeah what's it what's, what's that what's the thing everyone drives slower than me is an idiot everyone that drives faster than me is a psychopath yeah, exactly. like something like that yeah Nobody drives faster than me, Neil. No, that's not true. Some people do, but not many. Like I say, I like, find it. I find it interesting that you say. That. Well, no. Like I said, on the highway, it's it's not a back roads. I'm I'm fine. Actually, you know what though? Now I say that the time that I came down to see you in Coopersville, and we went down to Grand Rapids and we saw State and whoever that that you know we went to that show wherever that yep, show was. Mulligans. And we got out afterwards. It was one o'clock in the morning and it was pissing down with rain. Yep. And you drove home at like 90 the whole way. And I must admit, I was, I was, I was bar- my I ass bar- was puckering a little bit. I have to I'd admit. I barely been drinking, so it was fine. You had like 15 beers. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's not true. We kept trying to stop, right? And like, that weird that guy, guy kept we, buying us beer. Yeah. Ran into the guy we knew, I knew from years back some like guy in a polish soccer top get by in his beers or something. Yeah, that was a that times. was an interesting night that one interesting good night times. yeah so talking about that i'm actually going to be visiting your fair town again i i took the time off work oh you did march, okay cool. yeah march I'll 23rd have to, I'll have to talk about so i'll take friday off and what time are you planning on coming in oh uh, i'll drive i'll drive thursday so i'd imagine that'll get me in there about three or four o'clock so you'll probably leave in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. I'll leave in the, yeah, I'll leave in the okay. morning. So uh, All right, but, I will make arrangements also to make that happen. Cool. Yeah, so my favorite psychobilly band, The Meteors, are going to be playing at uh, the little tiny place. I know we've heard you, uh, you've heard yep. us talk about it before, the Tip Top Lounge. I'm going to be going there uh, probably Rapids. earlier in the month too. So. Want to see who? Tosses are coming back. So. Oh, the Tosses, okay. So this, how many people does that hold? 150? I think 120. Okay. So tiny so dive bar, right? I mean, it's great, yeah. great venue, it's great tiny bar. stage. Great bar. Three dollar yeah. PBRs. It's, yep. it's got everything you can want. Yeah, it's like an Americana, almost rockabilly bar, right? Yeah, There's a lot of that kind of thing. Low stage. Yep. Um No, it'd be cool. As a matter of fact, that's a perfect show for that place. So yeah, it'd be great. Hundred percent. And um, yeah, no, it'd be good. Yeah, here they're. It's funny here they're playing the Brow House, <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. I'm gonna give that a miss, but. Um, 
but yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing you. You're not going to drive an hour to the Brower House, but you'll drive three hours, three and a half hours here. Well, yeah, because I wanted to see a, see a show at the Tip Top, and I haven't seen you in ages. I haven't no, been, that'd be seen, good. You know, I haven't been out. So yeah, when, I, when was the last time I was there? I don't even know. What were you, you were Tip Top? No, last time I was up your way. Oh, uh, black the Black Flag fiasco. The Black Flag fiasco. Yes, how could you forget that? Yes. yes I mean, how could I not forget it, Neil? Yeah. It was funny to what to see uh Richard White went to see Total Chaos last week. Who ah, we saw yeah, at that yeah. Black Flag. <laughs> yeah, thing. we're getting the play by play. Yeah. And uh I think we all had the same pretty much came to the same conclusion about Total Chaos, right? Yeah, like I said, I, I actually don't hate them, but I, I, it's just, yeah, small quantities. Small well, quantities. well to, to me, it just seems so silly to see middle-aged men singing about the same things as, like, 15-year-olds would be singing about. It just seems silly. Yeah, yes and no. I, you know, I, I listened to, I, I said, I was, I was listening to AAA today, Against All Authority, and, you know, they're singing songs about doing stuff as teenagers, and sometimes it still kind of kind of pulls your heartstrings. But, yeah, it is sort of weird hearing anthrax now they're not a punk we have punk band obviously they're a thrash band but sing their most famous song which is about you know dealing with over controlling parents <laughs> yeah that's pretty fucking and weird. they're like grandparent age you know <laughs> yeah that's pretty weird. weird right yeah that is that really well is. i've kind of called out like uh you know like Rise against that huge chicago band mm-hmm. they're like legitimately like a big band right a big yeah, rock band they are but, you know, they're singing songs about we are the nowhere generation and talking about how their parents don't understand stuff. It's like, dude, you probably have, like, adult children. What are you doing? What are we? <laughs> adult children in law school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practically trust my babies at this point. So talking I, about I, I, talking I, about Anthrax. I, yeah. It wasn't them, but wasn't, didn't one of your other metal bands that you like get in trouble this week? Didn't I see that somebody got canceled for something? It's, it's funny, actually. So, you know... They're doing these Pantera reunions, which are <sighs> Pantera was the big, the classic lineup because he wasn't the original singer. Was Phil Anselmo, a New Orleans guy, um, and the Abbott brothers, Vinny and Dime, and then Rex Brown, the bass player. Um, well, both the brothers are dead. The one was shot on stage. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Columbus, yeah, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. Some crazed maniac. They're playing some dive in Columbus. Can you imagine dying in Columbus, Ohio? I mean, mm. everybody's got to die somewhere, but I don't want to do it in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> wow. Apologies to any of our listeners Take in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, some crazed lunatic like started shooting. And he, he just basically, I think shot him at point like range i think like an undercover cop shot him or something oh wow Those cops love pantera <laughs> there you go. cops and felons ironically it's a real mix um and then the drummer just died of a heart attack like at 52 or something wow, but I, yeah so i outlived somebody else okay there you go so they're doing the reunion that was quite a few years ago he he might be ahead of you now if you were alive um so they're doing a reunion. Yeah, the, the drummer from Anthrax, Charlie Benante, and the uh, guitar player was Zach Wild, who's kind of like famous for being Ozzy's guitar player. Okay. Plays a band called uh, Black Label Society, too. Yep, I heard of them. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they're doing a Pantera reunion. But Phil Anselmo has always, he's always kind of had a cloud around him, like a, race, a racial cloud around him. And then like a few years ago at the Dimebag tribute concert he was he made a joke because he was drinking white wine he held up his white wine he's like white power white power 
Okay, joke, right? I mean, was it yeah, a joke? Was know, it a joke, or was he just was it just a badly I mean, timed I joke? It was a bad drunken joke. Yeah, yeah. But you can't make jokes anymore, Neil. Nothing's funny. Nothing's fu- no, nothing's funny, right? So, so yeah, these two German festivals canceled them. Cancel Pantera's. Why? What did he? Did he do something? Did he do something? No, but there was just I think uproar. And once again, is it uproar, Neil? I mean, are like, are like. 10,000 people who are going to go to this festival, this 100,000 people festival, man? Or was it like the Coven of Witches like that went after Teenage Bottle Rocket where it's literally like a three, a few loudmouth people? Well, well, hold on a second. So was it about this white power thing or did he do something else? Like I on stage? No, There might have been other issues. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I, I've never, I can't, I've never seen him fill in, side fill in almost hard. I don't know. Well, but the fact of the matter is he's, he's had some well, controversies, the, the, but the thing I, that the thing that I read, I just skimmed the article. I didn't read it, but the yeah. thought the thing I thought I read was that he like Zeke Heiled on stage. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. If you don't try to understand the context of something, that might be what you think. Yeah, and I, and once again, not smart, not smart at all. Drunken, stupid. Oh, was he just doing the salute thing? Because I've seen it was, that before. No, that was that people... same incident, Neil. That's the same incident. I was talking about that white power thing that, that he was doing that. Oh, it I, was. I think it was okay. the same incident. Right. But it goes from there to being a zig heil. Mm. You know. But anyway. Because I saw, because not... it's funny that, because I saw a photo of some friends of ours, actually, who were in a band. I'm not going to name who they are. But they were waving. They were clearly doing like a salute to the crowd kind of thing. Mm. But if he didn't know what the hell it was. Because their right arms were outraised as they were, you know, like waving or like. You know, oh my gosh! Like, it, it, uh, that's almost what it looked like. Cancel you know, all so, their festivals. Yeah, right. right now. <laughs> but, but you know, they weren't doing that. But that's just kind of what it looked like, you know. So yeah. uh, I guess you have to be super fucking. Well, and it's it days. is weird now, right? Because you know, you got you got a you got a prick like Eric Clapton, who is notorious for just saying just obnoxious things at shows or, you know, racially motivated things at shows or whatever, but. Now everybody's got a cell phone. You can't do anything. Okay. See this. Okay. So this is a bugaboo with me. This is a, this is a pet I know peeve. you're a huge Clapton fan. No, no. This is a, this is, <laughs> this goes back to Morrissey with me. Because uh, everyone's on Morrissey for every little thing he says. I dissect everything he says, even though it yeah. might not be what he meant if you look at it in context, but take it out of context. Some of the things he says are, are weird, but still. Bowie gets all the fucking you know everyone loves Bowie legend yeah, yeah, right yeah. everyone loves Bowie yeah yeah, yeah yeah John yeah, Lennon yeah. always got a pass John Lennon yeah. was a miserable prick right yeah. and he got a pass on a lot of that stuff Bowie in 1972 in an interview with Playboy said you know what this country needs is another Hitler he said all kinds of wacky shit yeah and uh, but no one ever mentions any of that or that like you said that Clapton stuff where he you know he wanted like white power in the UK or whatever he wanted you know when they finally turned on Clapton was when he said he got the COVID shot and he said never again I would not recommend anybody get that that's when they turned up right <laughs> right as if that was the worst thing right you know well when you when you speak against the you know government industrial complex yeah but, but it, it's just it is just a weird but you know but Morrissey might say something about you know people in China eating dogs at a festival he says something about that and then yeah. suddenly he's like the world's worst person because now we well, hate, he hates all the Chinese a lot of uh stuff you know that the problem is you know something gets sensationalized and even if the truth comes to light later the truth never gets any light shined on it right you know yeah there'll be, a, there'll be an apology on page 35 and, and i see that yeah. in the local news and i i don't really fall read the local news a ton anymore but they'll get a story just so very wrong and then you know the front page story accuses someone of being a racist or a murderer or whatever and then the retraction comes on page 35 yep 
So it's, small it's, print. Yep. And once again, I don't really want to defend Phil Anselmo. I mean, I think the guy's kind of a, a moron, but I don't know. People are really hungry for that Pantera reunion, I think, because Pantera existed at a time where metal was not – mainstream metal was not very good. Metallica was sucky, and they were kind of one of the best – like, they were like the best mainstream metal band going. So, Well, I'm going to play another song, and then I want to talk about something like this, get into this a little bit more. Okay. So um, – I am going to play an oldie but goodie. You'll know this one by Channel 3. Yep. I think it's a second single, actually. This is uh, I Got a Gun. Oh, yeah. Classic by Channel 3. So uh, here you go. Enjoy. Channel 3 with uh, I Got a Gun. I've actually got a Channel 3 compilation coming, actually. I think I ordered it from, what, like, ho- I think Hostage. I think they're on Hostage these they days. they just did like a box set or something. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, well, this is a double album. I don't know if this is what they count as the box set. But anyway, so that, I'm getting I'm getting that any day from uh, from, from, from Hostage so Records. So single, that I Got a Gun single, I don't think has ever been reissued. No, that's a or great song. Or at least song. not recently, because it goes for big money. But the record, the Fear of Life record is... Better issue is not too hard to get. You just picked that up recently, as a matter of fact, didn't you? I did, and I've got I got the I think when the lights go out was another one. I got an original of that. I bought back in the day. Um, I think I got it used for like a dollar or something. So Channel Three, Channel Three are really good, man. They're underrated. Underrated. Yeah, I gotta sure. get that for your life reissue too. All right, I gotta get the I gotta get the aggression reissue too. I'm just gonna buy all reissues, like you know, new releases. Forget about it. So what I wanted to ask you is so the metal scene you know more about it than i do sure so the first thing i was gonna say is are the metal heads 
as quick to cancel people and jump on that whole cancel bandwagon thing as as it is evident in the punk scene because the punks it, will can't the, the young punks these days will cancel anybody for anything so is it, it is like that in metal coming it is getting close to that as far as i can tell uh it's not quite to that point yet okay the the punk rockers have really they don't want a big tent they they really if if you don't believe x y and z then you know you don't belong here once again somebody who's been here for five minutes telling us that if we don't believe the same things they believe that we don't belong um metal like i said metal's getting there because a couple of the really um really popular metal sites are really very left-wing dogma-ish in their writing the big one being metal sucks which is too bad because their content is often really good but they love to go after people who don't share their ideology strictly for the fact that they don't share their ideology. So that was actually my next question, too, following on from that, was punk is notorious right now for the younger generation of punks, like, really hating down on the older guys like us, Yeah. right? So is but met- wasn't it always like that? Not really. Not as bad as it is now by any means. I so know, is- I read what I read what ta- or what verbal abuse thought of the Ramones, you know? <laughs> oh, I I guess I don't know enough about verbal abuse. To well, know I'm just that, saying but- that hardcore punk that came in the early '80s really had no respect for the stuff that came before them as far as mm, I can tell. Some of it maybe, especially, especially oh, some wow. of the straight edge stuff. Maybe some of the straight edge stuff because that straight edge thing was a whole strange fiasco um but that's a whole nother story but yeah. okay but okay so but do the young metalheads is it is there some respect for the guys that went before like motorhead and stuff or do they hate on is it like punk where they hate on them too no i think motorhead's kind of one of those got the bowie sort of free pass for almost everything um i the truth neil i don't know a lot of young headbangers that's true yeah i mean are there you know, any, you, know, there... you know who is like scott's younger son who's friends with my son. He was over here the other night. He is a modern headbanger. He goes to see all these shows, but I don't think he gives a rip about political ideology at all. See, and that's the beauty of that. that, that and that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, in absolutely. my opinion, you know, well, that's why I love like blank 77 and some of those bands are just like, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not playing your games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just, well, I was just interested in, in, in if, if like the, if like the, the younger headbangers, you know, they'll respect the older ones more than the fucking, because the young punks fucking hate, hate us old guys. It's, well, it's like, like, weird. like we said earlier, Neil, I'm not sure that we're even using the word the same way. That's I'm not, true. I'm it's not a, even yeah, sure that we mean true. the same thing. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, very different thing, isn't it? But uh, and that's you see that a lot in the world today. You know, somebody will take a word that used to mean something and take it as their own, and it's not even really. We're not even talking about the same thing anymore. So, this, I this, don't. someone mentioned something the other day. I saw it on Facebook. Um, and the reason I went off on straight edge just then was, uh, it, it Neil was, hates people who don't do drugs. No, Despise no, it, it was a, <laughs> well, you shouldn't look down on other people. I mean, you shouldn't, whatever. Um, but it was a girl who was at a show last week and, and she's having a good time with her friends and someone in the pit or something knocked into her and she spilled her beer and she spilled, and I guess there was some straight edge bands there and she spilled her beer on one of the straight edge guys. And the straight edge uh, guy acted like he had poison poured on him. <laughs> like he so was, was like, this that, was this that Oi show? No, this was, no, 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 no. This was so just something I read on one of my friends oh, on okay. Facebock was described. So it was in Boston. Show or did you end up I did. just staying home? Like a I did. And I bailed. I, and I felt so we I felt so bad doing it, but it was, you didn't have tickets in advance or anything. I didn't. 
Yeah. No, and like Lydia said, she didn't want to go. She wasn't feeling well, and it just got to be one of those things. It was like 8 o'clock, and it's like, do I really feel like driving down now for an hour? It was raining. Yeah. And it's it just to, to go to a show by myself, you know? And I just I just talked myself out of it, and I'm really bummed nah, at myself. It's, it's hard to go by yourself, man. I mean, I do it sometimes, but it's it's not my favorite. I mean, I'm kind of the point in my life now where I'll buy somebody else's ticket just to have somebody to go with. Of course, you've been doing that for years. Yeah. I mean, I'm bummed at myself for not doing it, but it was just like I just couldn't fucking, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I dug those bands. They seemed kind of cool, but. Uh, yeah. Conservative military image. Actually, those guys are fucking blowing up, man. They They released something last week, a single. And I guess it sold out within like ten minutes. Now they only yeah, pressed like copies, well, yeah. they only pressed like two hundred. Yeah. But still, it's like holy shit. You know how does I don't even know how bands are getting that kind of word out these days. You know, to sell that kind of thing. But anyway. So anyway, yeah. So to, to, to answer your question, roundabout way, yeah, I think it's coming that I think it's going that same way. And you know, a lot of these black metal bands have a real uh, a lot of them. They love their Nazi imagery, and a lot of them have some white power connections. So. Well, that's it. So, well, 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 that's it. So that I can understand why you know yeah. they would be in danger of getting canceled or whatever. But yeah. the ones who might just have said, you know, something—I don't know—that could be taken two ways or made a joke or something, you know. Uh, but I even know. even I don't care what your ideology is. I, I I'm not if if I don't like it, I'm not going to listen to it. That's it. Hundred percent. I'm not going to call the clubs and say. Yep. Don't you know. book these guys. They're terrible. They think this, this, and this. Even though it's a fucking free country and we can all vote they whatever have a way we want. Flag bumper sticker. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That means that. I mean, I saw a thing last week on. You know, I always like to argue with people on Facebook, but someone had sure. said, "Oh, you know, the fifty-one percent of people who voted for Brexit are all racists." It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Once again, there's no there's no nuance in politics. The word the word the, the word has lost this, all meaning. I guess if at this you point. voted for the candidate that I don't agree with, you yep. are you are every name yep. in the book. Well, it's just like I said, there's no nuance, you know. And I and we talked about this a little bit with this with this abortion bill they had in Michigan. The, what happens is with with all this stuff is it seems like the fringe candidates of every party are the ones that have been controlling the dogma of the parties lately. Yeah. So you choose based on what you think is the lesser of two evils, but it doesn't mean you approve of the message. It's just like the abortion thing. Like I said, I don't think a lot of people liked a lot of the language in it, but at the end of the day, they decided one thing was less evil than the other, and that's how it works out. So yeah, if you you can't you can't do it. It's not black and white like that. It's gray, man. The world is gray, but the yes. way things are being described at the moment, so make decisions are being made, and as if it is completely black and white. Exactly. Yeah. There's only one reason why you'd ever do this thing, and it's because you're racist or you're a communist or whatever. Bull. This is not it. Right. Yes. So I, I think you should play uh, that lower class brat song. That would be perfect. Oh, dude, this is this is, and this was really talking about the. It's funny because this was talking about a different era of punk, but I still think it's a great song. I've been on a little bit of a. A little bit of a lower class brats binge. I'm trying to remember what the name of the song is. It's called Who Writes Your Rules. Perfect. Who Writes Your Rules? Yes, lower class brats. And uh, this is kind of inspired. You know, we had Mark on the other day. Lower class brats are one of the big TKO bands. So, anyway, yeah, lower class brats. Who writes your rules?
Brats there with who writes your rules, and again I'm seeing them in a couple of weeks. It, uh, if yeah, I, that's cool. If I, if I can stay, if I can if stay for the, the headlining band, yeah. that is. If you get out of the house. No, but dude, no, it's not that. I, I'll definitely go to that, but it starts at two p.m. Yeah, I saw that. So I don't know if I'm going to make it from two p.m. till midnight. I don't. Um, I have to admit, and I'm I I do want to go early because Poison Boys are going to be playing pretty early. I think. So I might be there from like four o'clock on or something. So that might be a long fucking day at Reggie's. And it's not like you can go on the rooftop bar because it's going to be fucking freezing up there. So do you, uh, you know what we were going to do and we didn't. And I don't know if you have something else you want to talk about right now, but we had a couple letters we were going to read you. Should we do that? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked about depressing president, uh, politics stuff yeah exactly yeah our 401ks our second homes we talk about all these things all the punk rock stuff well you've got a second home not me my friend uh i do not i have i have i have uh 360 payments to make on a well you gotta play you gotta have a place to put your chickens for god's sakes yeah there'll be no chicken that's the good news i guess we get to get rid of the chickens there's no room for chickens it's a beautiful patio that overlooks the ocean but i don't think we have chickens out there that does look nice that does sound nice yeah yeah, I uh, no, I think it'll be I think it'll be good, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's 
one of those things. I grew up a certain way, and we tend we tell ourselves, well, people like me don't do that. Well, you know, people like me to people like me don't have much have enough on our four hundred one k. We got to step out of our comfort zone and get something here. We've well, always been we've always been bad at saving money, but good at paying our bills. So here we go. We got a new one. Well, there you go as well. Living when living in the Midwest winter as well, you need somewhere to get away, right? Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. It'd be nice, man. Yep. Anyway, all right. Uh, I've been listening for a, a bit over a year and a Who's half. Who's this? Who's this from? This is from Theodore. Theodore. All right. Is he Theodore a new listener? I've been listening for a bit over okay. a year and a half now. Probably guilty of what you guys say, dodging shows for no real reason. Single dad, but kids are teens now. Going to put myself out there a bit more in 2023 and not be so lame. See, there you go, guys. A rallying cry. Yeah, there you go. Bands just aren't going to tour if they can't sell tickets or merch. Anyway, fr- Friday I saw Antagonizers at a small bar in Tampa. The next day, they headline a festival. Definitely put them on the short list. If you can catch them, good high-energy street punk start to finish. I do want to catch up with those guys, too. Uh, maybe the small venue, but it's nice uh, nice to a band that isn't stuck up and actually talks to people before and after the show. I do the same sort of on-call shit Tom does, but with traffic signals. Interesting. Keep up the good work. Theo, Theo. from Tampa Bay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for writing, Theo. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, very cool. Last um, night I was out driving around because uh, some moron uh, was driving too fast on the slick roads and just destroyed a power pole. <laughs> that would be you, my friend. No, it wasn't me. I told you, back roads, I'm mellow, my friend. Yeah. All right, you want to read that other one? Um, which one are we doing? We're doing one from, you want to I do got, the newest one from David? For the newest one, okay, yeah, because I got two from David. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know what David is from. Do we know what David is from? He's from Chicagoland. Hey, is he? Okay. So yeah, he's he's from the the Chicago Burbs, I believe. All right. Well, David, yeah, write in and tell us exactly where you're from. Well, and he at the end he gives us a list of people he thinks we should have to guess, and a lot of them are pretty good ideas actually. Okay. Yeah. Give give us a list of guests and then give us a give us a way to get a hold of them. Um, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, hey Neil and Tom, hope the new year is going well for you guys. The newest episodes came out at a perfect time. I was taking a run with my semi up to Milwaukee Airport. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is here. At 4 a.m. Sunday morning. Damn. So it ended up being a great trip, listening to the completely entertaining Hiawatha Bailey interview. That was a fucking good one. If you guys haven't listened to it, listen to that episode 212. It's great. That's me talking. Um, The history and the stories that man had were really wild. A great addition to your catalog of guests. And probably one of my favorite guest interviews so far. You guys just let him dictate the pace and just stayed out of his way as he weaved tail after tail. Exceptional work, gentlemen. And I and I have to say, I have to chime in here. Um, we the way it was edited and it did turn out that way, but it did take a lot of editing to <laughs> to get it that way because it was uh yeah there was a yeah lot he's of... definitely he, he definitely took the long way around sometimes he did and repeated some stories. But don't um, we all, Neil? Don't we all? Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we all have as good of stories as he does when we're that old. Um, exactly. I want to, I want to babysit one of the Ramones on mushrooms. <laughs> so David continues. Unfortunately, we're left with all the uh, freaking. I'd probably get, I probably get Marky. Oh, yeah, Marky knock his wig off. Yeah. <laughs> um, David continues. I had recently seen a short documentary on the MC5 on YouTube and knew some of the backstory on John Sinclair and the White Panther movement, but to hear it directly from someone who was connected to it was fascinating, and I didn't realize how totally out of his mind Didi Ramon was. And the Nun's Black Abyss. Holy shit, I was laughing so hard. That's a great name for a band. For a metal band, Nun's Black Abyss. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, you also mentioned, not only in the episode, but many times before, of doing some shows about regional punk bands. I would definitely get into that, showing the evolution of punk through certain cities or states, much like what Ricky Adams has done with compiling and making a record of the early Cincinnati scene, which I have to pick that vi- pick up that vinyl. Those kind of episodes, I think, would be very interesting to us old punks. It would be kind of cool, I think. It would just be a lot of work on our end to pull it together. And I mean, from for, for some, already, that's already been done. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's albums already, you know, cataloging the Chicago punk scene and the Boston punk scene and stuff like that, right? So, Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, one but last... no, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody who was there and kind of, you know what I mean, kind of do a brief synopsis of, you know, yeah, Milwaukee and, you know, yeah. Minneapolis or whatever. But Yeah, like Min- so. Minneapolis would be good, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some of the Who's Could Do stuff and that, yeah. And, oh. and they had a real vibrant hardcore scene, too. Anyway. One last topic, and I'll be off. Some future guest suggestions. Jack Grisham of TSOL would be a great guest. Funny and has some great stories of the early California scene. Now, now I think we mentioned this before, haven't yeah. we? Now? Yeah, we have. We have. Uh, we tried to get Jack on, but he said he didn't want to do any more interviews, right? Well, and the fact of the matter is, I might reach out again because he's doing a movie, a TSOL movie. And a lot of times when people are working on a, a personal project they're much more willing to well they gotta push it yeah this, sure. well it's funny he was he was so polite when he turned us down like we still have that email if you go back far enough but he's like i'm sorry guys i just don't feel like speaking another word about myself or something right. he's like yeah. i just can't stand to talk about myself anymore and i uh i said you know what that's fair enough jack maybe i'll try next year though but uh yeah he's he's definitely on our list too we we think he would be a great guest so to be continued david so he continues. Uh, the same with Keith Morris and possibly Dez Cadena. Um, I think they'd probably both be great, too. I don't really have any connection to them, though. Um, I've seen Keith on interviews, and, man, he goes on and on and on. He, yeah, he's he got loves little, to talk, he, he's man. He's like Grandpa Simpson, man. Yeah, he loves to talk. I tied an onion to my belt, which was the <laughs> style at the time. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, Brandon Cruz of Dr. No or even George Anthony of Battalion of Saints. I would love I'd love Battalion of Saints. That'd be good too. He says Dave Dichter of MDC might be good, but then again might be too much in the vein of Jello Biafra. Now, early on, like in the fir- within our first ten episodes, probably <clears throat> our good friend uh, Mark Frankel down in Florida, he's actually related in some way to Dave Dichter. Yeah, through marriage and or something, right? Through marriage or something, and we tried to get him on. We- uh, we really didn't though, because we we got like incomplete information. If you remember, no, we did. I, you, I, you, I don't know if you remember this, but um, we had to be interviewed. I, I had to be interviewed by his his brother in law or something. First. Yeah, yeah, but I don't believe we ever actually got a hold of Dave, did we? No, we didn't because I was so put off by talking to this yeah, brother in law. Yeah, yeah. no, listen, it let's, we'll, v- we'll we'll reach out to him on Instagram or something. We don't need to go through the, this guy's freaking brother in law. It was a very very weird. Series well, I mean, you get that. I mean, I, I could kind of understand. Like, if somebody was looking for someone you knew and you had a weird feeling about it, you definitely want to make sure you weren't just giving out your friend or something. Yeah, but this nuts. was coming from his brother-in-law. Or this is coming from Mark. I, I don't, I don't you know, know what I mean? This is. It wasn't just like a complete stranger reaching out. But anyway, <clears throat> I read Dave's book. I would like to interview him. He seems like an interesting cat. But hmm. I, I, I do feel like we've reached an era where. We, I, I feel like we maybe are getting to the point where we can really go after some of the 
real time. I mean, we've had some real top shelf guests, <laughs> but we've always had help getting them. You know what I mean? You mean like Haley from Paramore? Get it? Yeah, exactly. Get it? Wants to explain herself? <laughs> explain her rib job technique. <laughs> yeah, yes. And has changed from when she was nineteen when she was so good at it. And that's clearly fucking funny. I'm sorry. Well, that's that's just, Mike, shut though. the fuck He's a up, funny guy. Just fucking, just laugh it off, you stupid cow. Jesus, Dude, fuck off. He, he's so funny, man. I remember seeing him play. I don't remember where, where he's literally like talking to the people in like the handicap section. He's like, "Why do they let all the lazy people sit up front or something?" It's just like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, right? And, yeah, and of course, it's funny. Ninety percent of the people laugh, but there was one guy in a wheelchair telling screaming at him. You know, it's uh, uh, I don't know. no, no. You know what? You know what it is normally. It's normally not even that. It's normally the other normal people who were screaming at him for it. It's like, well, yeah, you know. I tried to explain that to people. I said, you know, minorities and fringe groups used to be a lot tougher before middle, upper middle class white people told them what they were offended by. Yeah, or decided they were going to be the ones defending them. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, thanks for nothing. Yeah. So in in David's long list of other guests that we should get, he's he's, he's got <laughs> David, drop some digits on us, man. Drop some phone numbers on us. Yeah, we'll yeah. He's got Mike Dean of COC, Jerry Lang oh. of Poison Idea, and yep. some of the uh, oh no, oh no, some of the photographers from the early scene would be interesting. Well, uh, we mean, actually had one of those, be, my friend. Some of them, some of them might be Neil. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we actually had one, and it wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's just my opinion. You guys should just keep on doing what you were doing, as always. Keep up a stiff upper lip and punk on. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. I hope we run into each other one of these uh, trips to Chicago. Yeah, dude, seriously. If there's a show that you're thinking of going to in Chicago or something, reach out because I'll be you know, happy to meet you there or something. Neil needs, Neil needs another old codger to go to shows with I so do. he can get out of his house. I fucking do. I do for sure. Well, and I, you know, we've talked about this before because I have, because Scott's usually is up for whatever. Plus, though, I have my brother and I have another headbanger that I hang out with. Sometimes I bring my wife. So I have like a, because nobody wants to go to as many shows as I do. So I have like a cadre of people I go with. Well, see, but that's the thing. So the wife thing, right? So I could yep. take I could take Laura with me. She would go. She's a good sport. She would go. Yep. But I know she'd be hating for yeah. a lot of the, I mean, some bands she would like, but a lot of the bands she'd be hating every minute of it. So I was like, why yeah. would I do that? Yeah, no, somebody, I don't do that. You know? No, no, I know what she can handle and what she can't. And the, the other thing is, the other issue I have, and I think you, you would a little bit too, cause as you got more involved with the scene, but for me, it's real terrible with our small little scene here is I know everybody. So she just gets, I mean, end up talking to people the whole time and she's just basically sitting by herself. Yeah. And you're a talker too. So I know. am. I'm In fact, talker. I remember that when we went the to The only see... place she's happy to, like when I leave her alone, I just, I bring her to bonus plan. She'll just sit there and I can go talk to people. She doesn't care. Now, when did she come to Chicago? Because there was a, there was one show uh, she was at Reggie's. It was the uh, Flatfoot. The Flatfoot show. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you were off doing your thing. So actually, I actually hung out with your wife a little bit. It was because, yeah. you know. Because you, you were being Mr. Tom Social. I didn't feel as bad that day because there were uh, five or six of us or whatever or more. There was a good group of us that were all until, until until I left early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I like I do. Um, all right, so it's my turn to play a song, correct? Okay. So I'm going to play a song. Actually, we've heard. I think our last two guests have actually talked about this band. Um, okay. and I was listening to them today, and they're really fucking good. So this is an English band. They're actually from Nottingham, from uh, from Dickie Six Kids' uh, neck of the woods. From the home of Robin Hood. Yeah, home of Robin Hood. Well, apparently not, because as Jeffrey Oikot told us, Robin Hood was from Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people will have heard this by, that by then or not. They might have. I don't know. True enough. Um, 
Of course, but this anyway, episode isn't very timely. Maybe we won't rush it to the front. This is uh, Dirt Box Disco. Oh, okay. Uh, to a, a bunch of songs. Is that like by an evil sex today. reference or what? I don't know. That's in your dirty mind. Uh, I mean, what do you call a Dirt Box, Neil? I, I just think it's a name of a band, my friend. That's the, really? That's all in your dirty mind. Um, okay. But anyway, this song is called My so Life is... My, so much for my not cursing double on top. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Yeah, you've said the word fuck and the word cunt today, just so you know. It's not going well. No, no it's, it's not, not going, going well. well. Yeah. Um, so this song's called My Life is Shit, which huh. is a single from 2018. Dirt box, dirt, uh, so dirt stick box. Your dirt box yeah, stick that your dirt box, you bitch. Um, dirt box <laughs> disco. Jeez, Neil. <laughs> dirt box disco with my life is shit. That was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a rock of that one. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, good, good, good song. You know, it's funny. I had one other topic that I was finally ready, finally thought we should talk about, but we're out of time. Episode twenty-seven. It's 28, actually. 28? Is that the one you, what you were thinking about, though? I mean, we need to talk about this up, but we've been teasing that thing like a, I don't know, like something that's highly teased. Like a virgin at a strip club? I don't know. I just made that up. How was that? It wasn't yeah, that bad, was, was it? That was spot on. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Well, talk about it. No, no I don't need, dude, I don't even know if the band exists anymore. Do you know? I mean, have, nah, they, have I they even done anything? We'll, we'll do it some other time. All right. It's always, right, right. so always good to keep something in our back pocket. Okay. So to speak, keep something hidden in our dirt box to uh, <laughs> talk about later. 
Um, I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would love to. Uh, you know, people say they have turned this into a drinking game. Like every time I say the fact the matter is or the truth the matter is, they take a shot or something like that. You don't seem to say that as much as you used to say that all the well, time, I'm, but you don't do it anymore. Well, the the truth of the matter is you don't do it so much anymore. I'm paranoid about it because, you know, I'm, or I'm conscious of it, more conscious of it, you know. A good one to be might be whenever Tom swears. Everyone take a drink because he, you know, he doesn't think he does it, but, I'm, you know, I think he the, does t- it. This one I did, but it was in song titles. No, I still don't quite and get. Quoting I, you, I don't quite get what it is, why it is that you don't want to oh, swear. I, like I said, I, I don't want you to think. I just don't. I just didn't really want to curse that much, you know. No, because I know you in person and you you swear, so I don't know why this show. I, like your, your, gra- your grandma's never going to listen to it. It's your mom's a family never show. Neil. To yeah, it. she she can't figure out how do I make it come on the radio. How do I get your show on the radio, <laughs> dude? Have you not figured out yet that pretty much all our listeners are like white men between between forty five and fifty five? Yeah, <laughs> we know. I know that. I know that. Yeah. Ah, there's a few younger and a few older, but well, I think the youngest probably swear more than we do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, I just, I never wanted to. I never wanted to, you know. Hmm. Well, do you want to talk about some records that you've got recently? We haven't talked about that in ages. I know you've been buying a shit ton, dude. I am. I, I got a problem, man. And I, I mean, we got so much stuff too. You know, we've had people sending us stuff, and um, I just, I've been scoping out a couple sales. I bought some stuff from uh, Recess. I got a couple Crumbs records and a Criminals record. Oh, is that, uh, you, is that why you play? Did you get that Criminals record that you played tonight? Yes. The Parlez-vous, fuck you. I had a couple of their albums on CD, and I had a couple of their 7 inches, but I didn't have that one. No, them them and... Those records okay. are like 850. They were a little beat up. I think they kind of like found some old stock or something. But yeah, great price on that. And I did order some stuff in the Rise sale. Rise was doing like $7 LPs. Now, why are they having sales in early January? That's weird. I, I don't know. But the thing with the Rise catalog is I just don't like that much of their artists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But they have some cool stuff that I already have. Seven Seconds, TSOL. Well, the very... Ah, shit. But I already had all those. Because I already bought them when they were on sale before. Ow. Shit. The Ray Rocket solo album. They have some cool stuff, but... I think ninety percent of it's like emo. Sorry, my jeans are riding right at my fucking crack. Wow. There you go. Um, so the Criminals and Blats. Are either one of those bands still going, or were they no, were they no, like no. early two thousands things? Both uh, Criminals were pretty short lived. Uh, no, maybe not. I guess they made three full lengths and a couple of e- few EPs. No, none of them are still going. I think Jesse might do some solo stuff. I was not doing like acoustic shit, is he? Like everybody seems I don't to do. Know, maybe. <sighs> it's I don't know what he's doing. I'm trying to think. I I have gotten so many, and I got so many records around Christmas. I got a lot of '80s metal stuff, '80s rock stuff. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about it some more. What do you? What'd you get? Anything good? Um, I I ha- I know. I, I I'll admit, I've actually been pretty good. I haven't been uh, buying that much, even though over the last week, I think I might have gotten ripped off from Discogs for the first time. Uh oh. Um, cause I ordered so I played that um East End Bados record. Okay. And um someone wrote into me and said, Well, the guy from East End Bados is in another oi band that are even better that you should get. So I found somebody that was selling an album and a single mm. and I paid for it probably two weeks ago and the thing hasn't shipped yet. So I'm thinking mm. that maybe and it was in the US, it wasn't like it was in the in the UK well, or something. So I'm thinking I might have been ripped off because I think it was before Christmas or New Year's anyway. 
No, well. it was no, it was in the it was in the new year for sure, but it's still been two or three weeks. Normally, you'll get at least something telling you that it's shipped or something. Yeah, but there's huh. there's been there's been nothing. Well, you paid with PayPal. You get your money back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But so let's. Did you, re- you, did you reach out to? Him? I just reached out to him tonight because I kind of forgotten because I bought a couple of other things too. I bought um. I saw one of the later digits. Uh, EP, it was an EP, and it was like seven bucks, dude. It was ridiculous. Um, so I got that. Which one was that? A little miscarriage. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. but, I've been meaning to get some of their stuff because I have nothing by them. But I really, when Rick was on, he talked about uh, Touch and Go was going to do a double, like LP that yep. collected most collected, of their stuff. Yeah. And I'm I've been patiently waiting for that, but I, I assume that was like a COVID casualty. I don't I mean, know. I assume it's still coming, but I don't know because I looked on the Touch and Go website yesterday, and they don't list the digits as one of their bands, which was kind of weird. Um, well, yeah, but you won't see the Necros either. You know, it's I, I don't know about all that. That really matters much because they've never reissued that stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, so in that same digits package, I also got a Naked Ray on seven inch. I got Home from like nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. and I got a Pegboy single. So nice. that so that was a good. And they were those were all cheap, man. The Pegboy was like five bucks. The Naked Ray gun was like six bucks or something. That was good. Um, I got oh oh this is funny. So you you guys all know we interviewed the Ramonas. I think that was like Christmas 2021 oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I ordered their album from Pro Rock like th- like then. And it just came like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's so a that one's, nightmare. that one's been well over a year. Um, and in fact, it's been so long that I'd moved. So it got I, think del- it was eight, I think it was 18 months. So it got delivered to my old apartment. So that's, nice. how, that's how long it's fucking been. So, But they also throw that Crooks album in um, yep. for Atomic Rockets called from 2020. I don't know if that's an older one or a newer one, but anyway, yeah, they, they threw like that, that in there. Yeah, they're good like that. Um, no, I got some stuff from them. I got some stuff with the the guys from the McCracken sent us a bunch of stuff, which is amazing. Oh yeah, the McCracken sent us a whole bunch of stuff. That was really cool. If uh, uh, I don't know if that will have aired by now or not, but we have a spoiler alert. We have I think a, it will. No, I think, I think coming it coming up yeah. with the McCrackens. It was it was they were real good guys yeah, actually. They were great guys as well. But like I said, I've been actually pretty good recently. I yeah, I, I had a big splurge around Christmas. I'm trying to think what I – oh, you know what I did get, Neil? I got the Dwarves Come Clean, which was like the only one left from like what I consider their classic era that I didn't have on vinyl. That was on Epitaph originally. Because they reissued uh, everything, they right? Reissued they reissued all Yeah, they just had, reissued everything. the yeah. vast majority of them. And how are those reissues? Because didn't they like the colored vinyl and a bunch you, of I extras? I just listened to this, so I got Come Clean. It's I thought it sounded great. Yeah. Um, because my old copy of like Blood Guts and Pussy, it's yeah, it doesn't sound that great. Hmm. Interesting. So they reissued that too, but I, I have a hard time justifying buying a reissue when I have a real good copy of something. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I do, I'm buying those trust like. Like the trust reissues, I got to get the aggression record. I don't think I'll get seven seconds because I have a pretty new press of on BYO of the crew, but uh, I have only have walked the other rock killer on CD, and it's like that wanky rainbow cover that's so terrible. So oh, really that looking, one, yeah. I'm really looking both, forward yeah. to getting it. It's basically the, the same picture yeah. that's on the back cover, I think, yep. of the original. Yep. So I am looking forward to getting the reissue of Walk the Other Rock Together, even though I don't know. If it's just like the original, like six songs or whatever, if it's got, because I think it was a 10 inch originally, right? No, it was a 12 inch. It was a 12 inch. Huh. But it's only got like six songs in it or something like that. I was thinking it was a 10 inch originally. No, um, I, bought, I, no, I bought it when it came out. I know, my friend. 
So anyway, in fact, yeah. I've got, in fact, I've got both versions. I've got the original American version I bought when it came out because I saw them on that tour. And I have the European version, which is that wanky one that you have with that so, weird sleeve. Well, because mine's just like the BYOCD. It's not, it shouldn't be anything weird. Um, the other thing that I'm excited that I've been waiting for, I love like the mid mid period. I guess it'd be early period now of the cult. And they're going to finally reissue next month the Love album. Don't know anything about them. You don't you don't know the cult, huh? Well, I know I, mean, I know when they were a, a, a fucking post-punk band in England, and it was Southern Death Cult, and then they were just Death Cult. I mean, cult, did they but... even put anything out as Southern Death Cult, though? Yeah, they put out a single called Fat Man, which is really good. And then as Death Cult, they put out an EP, and then they just shortened it again to the cult. And uh, since then, I've when they went rock, I've lost all interest in them, so... Well, you're you're cheating yourself. Even though Ian Asbury is from my hometown, and uh, Billy Duffy played guitar with Marcy originally back in the day, so I yep, should I, I should like them, right? Well, I I really do like them. You know, of course, they had like a big hit album around the time I was graduating high school, which was that Sonic Temple album. That's pretty much where I stopped with them. Oh, oh, you stopped? Okay. But I love I love I love I love love Neil. I love love. <laughs> okay, Tend to Tom. Just and I love down. Electric. Those three, that three album run there, Love, Electric, and Sonic Temple. So anyway, hmm. they continue to reissue stuff that I love. Well, it's okay. You say reissue, but isn't that stuff still available? No, well, it hasn't been. That Love, I don't think, has ever really been repressed. Because they were on big labels, though, right? Uh, yeah, Beggar's Banquet, Sire, or something. They, yeah, it was a major label. Talking of major labels, I think I saw today, was, wasn't today the anniversary of when The Clash signed to CBS? Got £100,000. Wow, that was a lot of money back in those days. Yeah, for seven albums, though. Mm. Seven albums, that was the deal. So that was, they only ever did the one one contract? Uh, yes. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they, man, I wonder if they, like, uh, does, uh, who's the main other songwriter who's still alive? Not Mick, Joe Strummer. Mick Jones. Like Mick Jones, like is he set for life? Uh, oh, I'd imagine now from all yeah, from just playing "Should I Stay or Should I Go" and stuff in jeans you, commercials you, and shit, right? You well, that's the say you think you know because Joey Ramone sold his like catalog, right? They just sold his catalog, right? It was like two million bucks. So I mean, like his stake in the class has got to be worth at least two or three million bucks, at least. I mean, imagine like I say, especially from some of those you know, rock the Casbah and. I mean, it gets played at like Even sporting wonder, events and shit, right? Well, yeah, and movies and stuff. But I, yeah, I just wonder how much, how much. Uh, I don't know. Listen, well, I, you, wish, and then I wish did, I had a wish. I had a should I stay or should I go? I'd sell that thing to everybody. And then he did Big Audio Dynamite. I don't know if they ever made any money, but you know, they had a couple of minor hits. Yeah, they were shit, basically, weren't they? Everyone makes yeah. Makes out. I remember that song Rush. Rush. Oh, that's right. Yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty shit. Um, but he's got enough money that he can he can't get his teeth fixed. Though, and apparently. I'm fully grown, <laughs> and I know where it's at. That's why I stay thin while all the other guys got fat. Wow, Tom knows it intimately. I think that's the only. It's amazing. I haven't heard it for years either. I don't know why it's popping into my head. Dude, and it's so embarrassing because you know if you see pictures of him from back then, he's got like a sideways baseball cap and stuff, and it's just like just stop. You know, in the better fucking... or worse than Didi Ramon's rap career. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Well, at least we know Dee Dee was just high out of his mind on fucking heroin and mushrooms and stuff. But uh, oh, he's gonna be good, Dee Dee. Yeah, he's gonna be good, Dee Dee. He's gonna throw fucking Chinese stars at the Vietnamese mafia. <laughs> And again, uh, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, episode 212, uh, Hiawatha Bailey. That's what you missed. All right. Well, Thank listen, man. I, I, I feel like we've gone on enough, Neil. Have we we have. So you're going to play two, you're going to play us out with some... Uh, uh, best of, of Spam. Yeah, Best of Spam, right? Yep. Um, so we got this in our box. Don't have any idea where it came from. Don't yeah. know where the band is from. No, hey, absolutely nothing about the band. Tom, from some of our new listeners, and we do have a lot because we have a lot of people who have picked up on us recently. Yeah. Um, explain what Best of Spam is. So we get constant email and messages and stuff. People want us to play their band. Yeah, listen to our band. We're great. And I'm some French techno band. dismayed about how people, nobody who ever listened to us or knows what we're into would would send us some of this crap, honestly. Exactly. So when we find a good band, I'm usually like, oh, sweet. So uh, we've had pretty good luck lately, actually. Um, so, yeah, this band is called Dead Low. And I don't know where they're from, and I don't know how they're from. They're from. They're, they're from. Actually, you know what? I looked at their at their uh, thing a little bit. They're. We'll see. Look uh, at you. They're from Massachusetts. Hi, is it Hyannisport? Maybe. Oh, yeah. something like don't that. Like the, don't like the president have like a house there or something. Uh, yeah, Kenny Bunkport. I think that is Tom. Hyannisport. Is that? I think that's rich people. Maybe it's Boston rich people go there. Um, know. hold on a second. Let the me... Kennedys. The Kennedys have a comp on there. Yeah, let me. In case I'm telling lies. Because I'm telling Porky Pies here. Let's pull this up. Oh, okay. Yeah, just show it to me. Hyannis, Hyannis Massachusetts. Mm. Formed in late 2019. Oh, they new. Yep. The band draws a, from a wide variety of influences from street punk, oi, and rock and roll. The second 7-inch EP, titled Not For Sale, is set to release in January 2022. Wouldn't that be 2023? Because we just got it. Uh, I don't I, know. I think they it's made probably still depressing there. plans, Neil. Yeah. But anyway... You are going to listen to a couple of the songs off it now, right, Tom? Yeah. The yeah. first song is called... What's it called, Neil? Go away? <laughs> Go home? Uh, the first, the first I don't song, have a list in front of me. The first song is called Get Out. Get Out. And then the second song is called oh, Not, Not For, for Sale, sale which is track. the title track, yes. I swear, I listened to this today, and I'm like, well, this is really good. I mean, I just listened to it today, but I, I sent... Even Neil could testify. I sent him a message. Hey, this is pretty good, man. This is... Uh, you know, because we got two new things in our email box, and one of them is like adult contemporary, and the other one is this, <laughs> and it's like punk rock. So, and like just at the... like the last two emails, one of them is literally like they, they they couldn't think we'd like this. They just have to be spamming everyone, and that's why it's the best of spam. Um, the photo of this band, one of the guys looks very much like if the Lord of Logansport, our friend Matt. If, if he was if he was like a little looked a little uh less hick and a little more like downtown boston uh he would look just like this guy actually it's it's actually, it's actually well, pretty should, scary they should fight to the death yes they should so anyway this is dead Only low we're gonna play out with this right tom all right sounds good all right so uh yeah so dead low with get out and then not for sale and... Anyway, sounds good, guys, despite the fact that I can't remember the name of the songs or I don't know where you're from or <laughs> yes, yes, yes. anything else about you. But you've been played on Punk Till I Die. So that exactly. Yeah. That and a dime will get you a dime. <laughs> yes, I guess. I'll have a cup of coffee, Actually, please. Thank look you. Look them up. I'm sure they're on social media and all that stuff. So, Yes. Check them out. Buy this vinyl. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through our tales of... 
four hundred one ks and second house, second home. We appreciate each and every one of you. We do, and uh, stay free. Keep a little marky in your heart, and we'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>
Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.